0: What's going on, everybody? John on here with you. It is June 13th, 2023. It's going to be time pretty soon for a game five. It's a Tuesday. Alec is here with me. Cooper Hopkins did send me a message on Instagram. He might be a little bit late for the puck drop, but he will be here in totality on that side. So for the Florida Panthers, it sounds like this. Alexander Barkov, Nick Cousins, Anthony DeClaire, Gustav Forsling, Aaron Eckblad. We do have a development, though. Sam Bennett, Carter, Hagee, Mark Stahl, Brandon Montour. Again, that's a defensive pair. you notice, I didn't mention Matthew Kachuk. He's not going tonight. Here for the Florida Panthers. So you would think for Paul Maurice's squad, that's going to heavily involve a top six effort today. So Anton Lindell, Ryan Lumberg, Sam Reinhardt, Josh Murray, and Raiko Goodis. Eric Stahl, Colin White, and Zach Dolpe. And then Gregory Denisenko will be part of the fourth line for the Panthers because Kachuk can't go. Big Bob Sergei Bobrovsky will be in that. For the Vegas Golden Knights, they're one win away. Again, they were here in 2018. They won the first game against the Washington Capitals. And then it's a gentleman's sweep, I believe, it calls after that. But it's Jack Eichel, Ivan Barbashev, Jonathan Marceau, Alec Martinez, and Alex Petrangelo, the first line for Bruce Cassidy's squad. Followed by William Carlson, Riley Smith, Michael Amadio, Braden McNabb, and Shea Theodore. Chandler Stevenson, Brett Alden, Mark Stone, and Nick Waugh, William Carey, and Keegan Colsar. Alongside Nicholas Haig and Zach Whiteclaw, Aiden Hill will be in net. So let me give you the quick particulars here. I know, again, Alec is in here, and he covered Game 4, so you can speak to that more than I can. there will be a smaller recap on my side. But for Game 1, Vegas won 5-2. to two. The score in the game stayed tight through the first 40 minutes. Eric Stahl scored a shorthanded declare right off the draw. Got a pair of goals for the Panthers, but it was Marcel in front of the now Stevenson traffic pass. Theodore danced the blue line, tied it up, and then three unanswered goals in the final period. White clawed off a declare shot block, Stone off a Phil Kurchuk clear. He batted the puck down at the toe of the stick. He got a nasty wrist shot and scored. Hill led the amazing against the grain paddle save as he stopped 32 shots in the win. Bobrovsky stacked the pads and did the splits in a save. He took the loss, stopping 29 shots. Florida needed an answer in game two, T Mobile Arena, but they it was far from it. Seven two victory for the Vegas Golden Knights. The only silver lining for the Panthers at the moment was they stopped a seven nothing run, a goal run in the series for the Golden Knights. Numerous breakdowns were all over the ice, even when Florida had two or three defenders back against one. Vegas had one forward not only that could create the space, it even caught Florida on a bad line change as players were just getting scored on all over the place, and there was chances all over the ice. Vegas in the third period. Babrowski was in up a, being a pulled. They gave up four goals and thirteen shots. Alec Lyon seen his first action since round one. He made twelve saves on fifteen shots. There was misconducts from Kachuk and Barbashev. Eichel was blown up. He returned heroically and he knew what happened with that. It was some passes there to be able to made for Eichel to finish it off. Marceau and Howden had a pair of goals. Martinez Juan Amadio also scored in game two as stop twenty-nine out of thirty-one. Florida, it was Lindell and Kachuk, and then in Game 3, I needed to extend this to 5, we did so, Florida won 3-2 in overtime, it was one that they had to have on that side, and Kachuk scored as Bennett got the puck live after a couple of chances, and then Verhage finished it off in overtime, but in Game 4 again, Alec covered that one for us, because I had to go to a wedding on that side, Vegas won 3-2. Again, the recaps for me from what I saw. Early off a White Cloud re-entry, three Panthers got caught watching off a bad line change. Chandler Stevenson scored. On the breakaway, it was the first four shots of the game, 139 in. Bobrowski robbed Barbashev at the doorstep. Stone got Stevenson in between the circles off a one-time blast and in Stevenson scored again. And then it was another goal for Vegas, a 3 nothing start before Barkov was able to get one and Montour as well. So that's going to lead us into Game 5. Let me get Cooper Hopkins in here right now on this side. But it's going to lead us into Game 5. So my keys, can Florida keep some of the same efforts from FLA Live Arena and take them to T-Mobile where they got paced in a couple games? It's going to take the best effort of the year to avoid elimination. Florida has been here before against Boston, but this one, and for me in particular, feels different. Did you have the same feeling alongside Tampa and the ability to avoid elimination at Ball Arena over Colorado last year? I did but I'm mentally preparing for a celebration tonight. And we got late word that Matthew Kuchuk is out. He's not going to be involved. And that's going to essentially make the top two lines for Paul Maurice's squad incredibly important, and we'll see how much that depth can uh, finish off and keep their energy.
1: John, good to be alongside you yet again. It's uh, it's our second year, my friend, where we have an opportunity, uh, and we will know your priorities, my
0: friend. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot going on.
1: Yeah, I'm t- I was just going to say I'm excited for uh, the game. That's a pretty obvious statement, and, uh, and thank you for pointing out what will be uh, one of the big narratives of the evening. The absence of Matthew Kachuk, there will not be 19 on the ice for the visitors. Uh, that's a major, major story. Uh, that's an understatement. Really interesting. Um, it, you know, uh, I forget the name of the young player that's coming in for the Panthers, but uh A young player out of Russia, spent most of the year in the AHL, has zero games of playoff experience. But you know what? Sometimes when uh, you don't know any better, you can make a a big impact. And we saw that with some of the young Flames this year. Of course, not in playoff games, but uh, we're thinking of the walker-doers of the
0: world who get their chance and can um, do big things right away. Yeah, It's going to be a first look for all of us for Gregory Denisenko, and he's going to have to draw in for Matthew Kachuk.
1: Yeah, that's going to be uh, quite a spot for the young man, and, uh, and it's quite a spot for all of us tonight. This is going to be fantastic contest, and the Panthers are going to have to do something they've literally never done before. I got to change their own history and, uh, and hockey history in, in, at large. They've never won at the Fortress, John. They're zero and seven, including games one and two. I'm sure you touched on that already, but uh, they're going <laughs> to definitely
0: gonna have to turn the tide if they want to uh, get the win and keep this series going. So I know what's at stake. We all know it here. We're here for Game 5, and Vegas is up 3-1. to one. Again, I talked about it a little bit in the open of what was in front of Florida at T-Mobile Arena. And let's face it, they got pasted in the first two games. But now you got to go ahead, do this without Matthew Kachuk. Again, Vegas has been on a mission. Bill Foley, the owner, remember, he had a, his famous quote. And said, the playoffs in three years, well, they made it in their first year, and a Stanley Cup in six. And uh, he's going to be right along the lines of that timeline. We know Gary Bettman set it up, but the players out there still have to go out there and get the job done. Vegas has been fantastic. But this would be my third prediction out of the uh, four games that I've covered so far. And even if I bat two out of three, I'd still think I'd be swinging a hot bat. I think Vegas is going to get this one by a three-goal margin. I'm going to even go four to one or five to two tonight. I don't think there's going to be any sort of nervousness, nervousness here. And in the sense of it, look. I talked about Colorado and Tampa last year, and I believed in Tampa's ability to at least get to a game six. They did. But who's left to take the ice here for Florida to try to turn the fortunes? Not only do they have to probably score the first couple of goals in this game, but they got to do something that I just haven't seen in Vegas
1: yeah excellent points all around uh pal and you know it's it's uh it's a question that i'm afraid i can't answer uh leave it to somebody you know with a bigger brain than mine and uh you know we're we're no dunces but i'm not sure where florida's going to get that production it has been so hard to come by in the series and just uh, on the other side of the coin it seems like vegas has been able to flip that switch really whenever they need to uh and when we think about florida's win i mean, That was truly by the skin of their teeth and it's Mm -hmm. it's really where they shine most Um, that overtime win that got them what is currently their only uh, win in the series you know I don't recommend Florida try to repeat that model because uh, Vegas is just so good not only everywhere but particularly in their own building and with these fans right on the precipice of uh, watching their team lift the cup at home uh, yeah things could be very dangerous for Florida tonight
0: yeah, we can look at a very similar situation that we saw last night. Again, Alec Carter for the NBA Finals side of it, but on the side of the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat, a dream was realized for Stan Kroenke yet again, because not only is he part of the LA Rams, but also the Carl Avalanche and now the Denver Nuggets, so he knows how to build winners on this side. But again, that was a favorite, what I'm essentially saying here. Vegas Golden Knights, we know the closeout games are the toughest. Maybe Florida can force one more, but... You have to believe that this is all in their favor tonight. Yeah, no question
1: about it, sir. And uh, I'm, I'm curious to, uh, to uh, think. That I just have to do it because we do it sometimes. So let's kick this thing off. If, if I am going to agree, which I absolutely do, in uh, in your final score and uh, and win prediction tonight, who do you think kicks things off with the scoring for the Vegas Golden Knights this evening?
0: I'm going to go with. The probably Con Smythe winner, I'm going to steal the easy one this time. to go, Jonathan so What say you, my friend? I believe that is uh, 50 Cent doing the, uh, Curtis Jackson is going to do the horn here. So he is a Vegas uh, staple as far as the boxing and rap scene part of it. I'm going to go ahead and get Cooper back in here if he got kicked up. Probably having a little bit of connection issues on that side. I know he was racing back home. He's probably in the middle of his his car as well, just trying to get back home here. But we will get him back on as soon as I see that. So it's going to be an opportunity here. First time since 2018. Vegas has been here before. It seems more than likely that they're going to finish this off now. But if we do get a Game 6, we'll be here for the Friday side. We're just going to have to see what happens now. Florida's going to have to have a good start to get any sort of belief. That's pretty much the way I have to say it at this point. As we're going to get set for the opening draw, again, we get got the TNT coverage. And this is recollected now. Aaron Eckblad will be able to get this one in. As this is spun back around, Shea Theodore will hit this with the stick chop. And now Braden McNabb will pick it up. And behind his own net, again, Vegas, have an opportunity to go right to left. Florida will... Touch this in the road whites and the blue pants and they will send it in with Gustav Forsling. McNabb will try to get this near the right side. Dot is Ekblad. We'll find it and this will be picked up by the Mustard Gold. Jonathan Marcisseau will flip this into the players bench. And we get our first stoppage with 19.30 left to go in the first. They'll get Cooper back in here on this side. Again, Paul Maurice, 54-58, career postseason record 9-9 and 9 in potential elimination games. He's hoping to put one on the left side of the column here on that end.
1: Yeah, John, sorry. Uh, I'm glad we got that out of the way early. You know me, I'm always good for one technical difficulty. Had to uh, <laughs> close the frozen Twitter app and then jump back in. So uh let you get back into the play-by-play, and we'll keep this thing rolling.
0: When we get into the uh, next part of the stoppage, I'll ask you for your one here on this side. I took the easy one and said Marcia so and I had to take the easy one on this side uh, because I think he might be the fan for the con Smythe. Vegas has it now near the right side dot. Working behind the net, but Broski is down, and this will go to Carter Verhage we will try to rush just toward the right side of the board, so he'll slow up, make a pass, and he gets blasted and toward the right side boards as Nick Wall was able to come together and finish off a hit. And now it's an opportunity for Haig. He'll fire it in safely across the red line as Vegas will recollect with the captaincy, Mark Stone, but he gets dispossessed, and Florida has it now. again the entry with Bennett. Long shot is held by Aiden Hill. Who are you going to go with the uh, first goal of the game here for Vegas? That's where we left off that Cooper.
1: Yeah, March, so you know, had you not taken it, I probably would have leaned that way. But I did not have a backup ready, uh, and you're a smart man. I figured you might go with Jonathan Marcheseau. So I agree he's uh, the favorite for that consummate. So I'm actually going to go with uh, one of the originals. Uh, I'm going to go with William Carlson, I think, starts scoring tonight.
0: It's pretty good on both of us that we're able to pick a couple of double-digit goal scorers in the playoffs, isn't it? <laughs>
1: yeah, rough life, you know, when you have a list that Vegas has makes choosing
0: very easy for guys like us. Yeah, no doubt about it. So it's going to be a face-off when the offensive end Aaron Ekblad will set this one down off the back and he'll get it in there's Lombard now, he's been part of the third line, again Paul Maurice had to shuffle quite a bit, Lombard is going to let a wrist shot go, this one gets blocked out in front, a good pad saved by Hill, Ekblad, extra pass across, he doesn't shoot, here's a slap shot bounced up in the air, and Vegas will pick this one up now with Chandler Stevenson. Mark Stone will tip it in, and now Ekblad, he gets around a hit. Stevenson gets knocked down on his heavily padded wall, and it's loose out in front. Stevenson's still down. He's being held in a headlock, and they're letting this go right now. I'm sure the Vegas fans won't be happy about that, but this goes in the high slot. And behind the boards, Wabrowski doesn't know where it is. He's on the left side of the post holding in on the butterfly. More bodies. And behind the office now, Ekblad able to find it. The vulcanized rubber is... Uh, in a lot of traffic right now, but Florida just trying to keep things clean in their own end. About 17.45 left to go on the first. Florida's got a 2-1 shot advantage right now as we are scoreless in Game 5. The Stanley Cup is in the building at T-Mobile Arena. Braden McNabb turnover over in the middle of the slot and a good stop by Hill. That was a golden opportunity for the Panthers, but they couldn't make good on it. And now picked up by Barkov. He turns it over in the middle of the slot. In Florida, they had an early opportunity. We haven't seen much of that right now. It's a race for the puck. And everybody's up in arms right now because Aiden Hill made the first big save of the game. Racco Gudis with the slowest puck entry I've ever seen. But he does get in there. He gets in front of Aiden Hill and he gets absolutely cross-checked.
1: John there's so much going on right now I'm not sure where to start but I have to say it should be one nothing Panthers right now they were alone in the slot after a turnover and that goodest entry he was
0: going about 2 miles an hour he just
1: walks in and then he gets cross-checked by Martinez
0: Yeah, it's absolutely crazy right now, and again, we can always talk about Aiden Hill. Sometimes you play the puck in behind the net, it turns into a disaster, and Aiden Hill got the uh, stick right to the throat of Gudis, and then he got cross-checked by Martinez and put in a headlock, so Aiden Hill, they've always showed about his poise making saves. He loves to keep that net in front of him clean, and he's not afraid to throw some bows if he needs to. No question about it. He likes to
1: mix it up and... uh... Boy, Blundell right there, they're showing that replay on the TNT side. And uh, I have to say, look, I know it's no easy feat to score on any NHL goaltender, but that's got to be one that you bury.
0: You're alone, but time to work in the slot, one-on-one. Got to score. You have to. That's what Florida needs right now. I couldn't agree with you more. Colin White trying to keep this alive. This is a good early press from the bottom lines here for the Paul Murray's squad is Gregory Denisenko, again, making his NHL playoff debut. He was already getting in the middle of a couple of scrums, so he knows what Florida's identity is all about. As this is picked up here for Carlson, we'll flip it in. This is going to be iced against the Golden Knights.
1: Boy, John, now, obviously that moment we just talked about with Wendell, that stands out, and it, and it certainly could ring throughout this game if Vegas takes a lead and eventually walks away with this thing. But there have been a couple of good chances early on here for Florida. I really like their jump in this first portion of the game.
0: Can I say, honestly, again, I didn't get a chance to cover game four, but I feel like this is the best start that Florida's had throughout this Stanley Cup Finals.
1: Yeah, I would say it's very close to, if not the the, the number one, uh, first period performance that I've seen from them. I just like that they're getting shots on net, getting some clear looks at Aiden Hill. I mean, a turnover or two hasn't hurt. And uh, they're, they're making their lives a lot easier by just creating early chances
0: for themselves. Sam Reinhardt now, near the right side dot. He'll just try to shovel this into the middle of the slot, but it's heavily contested. Carter Verhage, and we'll keep it alive against the Vegas stick track. He'll put this in behind the net, as this is recollected by Reinhardt. William Carlson trying to locate it off the spin. It's been, it back to Sam Reinhardt. Reinhard now, he's being bumped near the right side boards in Vegas. We'll just cheekily throw this off the backhand. Racco will try to pinch. This will allow Carter Rohegge to able to gain an offensive zone entry by himself. Slop across the blue line. Here's a long shot. This one gets blocked on the side by Hill. Near the left side of the red line is the puck. And this is picked up now. Zach Whitelaw will get this one back there for McNabb. And Vegas will look to start right to left. This is a little bit off sides. And it's stick-checked away. Florida can go ahead and take their changes. They're already near the player's bench anyway and Vegas will just slap this thing around the end board, send all the way down the ice, and it's waved off the icing by the Zebras. Bobrovsky will get this one. He turns it right over to Vegas, and a shot is saved from the right side dot by Bobrovsky.
1: Wow, John, a big nervous moment right there for Florida. You don't usually see that from Bob, but a bit of a mistake right there, and he bails himself out. Still does not change the fact, though, that this uh, first five minutes or so, in the period, have really been all Florida. Uh, It's been an impressive start for them. I like what I see in terms of their uh, rush out of their own end. John, we've talked about this before in games we've covered, but they're working well through the neutral zone and then setting up as best they can in the O zone. They haven't had a lot of extended time, something we also talk about
0: frequently. But uh, again, just overall, they seem to be the ones on the front foot. Yeah, I want to see if this can continue. Again, this is without Kachuk. We'll see if Florida just kind of, I'm not going to say stay away from the physicality because there's been a lot of it on this side, but just kind of play free and easy and know that the pressure is, you know, on Vegas a little bit to close it. Again, you can talk about it being on Florida because they have to keep it alive, and that's certainly true, but the fans are anticipating something that they've been waiting for since 2018. As this shot goes wide, Theodore will try to recollect it. And this will be sent back around for Stone. Stone now Stevenson. Stevenson will take a look. We'll just fire it back around the net again. As Stahl lost the puck. Here's a chance now for the captain seeing Stone. As Vegas continues to work dangerously and behind the net now. Florida just trying to shovel this. And thankfully on that side, Anthony Declair was right there. And it will go off the stick of Aiden Hill. Fourteen twenty-five left to go in the first round, and with him, within the play-by-play alongside Cooper Hopkins. This could be a Stanley Cup winner tonight. As this is picked up for Vegas, a short side chance that was stopped by the stick of Bobrovsky. It's now five shots to three. we will get this one back as Florida able to stay on sides near the right side duck. And a good finish come together off a hit against Jack Eichel. As one of the Panthers is down and behind the net, I thought a whistle had blown, but they're still letting the play go right now. Jonathan Marciso. Eichel. Crisscross with Martinez in the middle of the circles. Now, near the left side, dot. This is dangerous right now for Florida because it was a late arriving man. We'll see if there's a little bit of a shake up off the injury. Here's a slap shot, and this one goes wide. Sam Bennett will flip it. And now, this goes across the Vegas Golden Knight logo. It's Alec Martinez again. Today. As the shot gets blocked and Bobrovsky holds on to it, what I was going to say today is the uh, anniversary of him winning it for the Los Angeles Kings against the Rangers.
1: Well, oh, that's, a, that's a great little factoid there, John. You're always good
0: for some uh, extra <laughs> interesting information.
1: And, uh, you know, I was uh, a little nervous there holding my breath for the Panthers.
2: for Hake was the player that was down yeah. in the trapezoid behind Aiden Hill. I think he got uh, potentially
1: tied up with his own man in a check against the glass behind the behind the net. I I do see him doubled over at the bench. He has not gone to the room, but that's got to be something
0: we keep an eye on, John. The Florida Panthers cannot afford another injury at all. You talk about Kachuk already. You lose Verhage. Who else do you even put in this lineup? I
1: I don't... I mean, you know, we have emergency goaltenders
0: Right. those stories of of the the e-bugs coming
1: out. I mean, can we just point into the stands and find a Florida fan who can you know, has a decent wrister, I guess
0: that's what they're going to have to do at this point. Yeah, that's going to be uh, a complete hope that Carter will hanging able to stay in this game considering what's already been missing on that end. I know, again, I didn't get a chance to get everything in Game 4, but you want to talk about Cooper if you saw it or at least enlighten me because I saw a little bit of the uh, highlights, but the absolute melee that we had at the end of Game 4?
1: Yeah, you know, John, it was just kind of an outsized version of what we've seen. It actually takes me back all the way to Game 1, I believe, where we saw some extracurriculars uh, after the final horn sounded. And, and yeah, it was a a real scrum, and it's not something that I can recall seeing uh, to that degree in a Stanley Cup final matchup uh, in the recent past. You know, obviously teams are going to come together, players are going to have grudge matches. Um, You know, we think about... uh, we think about Goudas and how he's been treated in this uh, series, but it just seemed to boil over into something that uh, was was pretty new to me, John. I mean, obviously not in terms of hockey in general,
0: but what you see after that final whistle, when a game is ended, uh, you know, you think these players want to get off the ice, get refocused, uh, get their rest, and, and move forward trying to win the greatest trophy in sports, but that was certainly not the case a couple nights ago. I see Verhege on the part of the replay trying to finish a hit against Eichel. He just went down awkwardly.
1: Yeah, I'm actually getting a look at the replay right now. He seemed to collide with Eichel, and boy, he doubles over. He's on all fours briefly. looks like Bennett actually comes in with speed. Maybe contacts Verhege in the face or shoulder area, but Eichel got the worst of it. Seemed to bounce off pretty nicely, though. Verhege looks alert. He's
0: on the bench. Not sure how much pain he's in, but he's uh, still out there right now in Florida. So Lombard tried to skate it in. It's turned over. Still got a piece of it. Closed the five-hole at Aiden Hill. And now this will be picked up here by Nick Haig. As Florida will try to arrive here in their own defensive end with Racco Gudis. and look to start again, left to right. Again, Florida and the Road Whites with the blue pants and the red striping. They're just trying to extend this series to Friday. And again, if Vegas has anything to say about it, they'll finish it off right now. And then we'll get to the point where we'll have an extended part of our post game because you can't treat it like a normal broadcast. So, bark off. Back to Declare. We'll send it in through the net, pick it up near the right side. Dot, here's another pass, and this one could allow a potential rush the other way. Keegan Colsar, able to stay on his feet, play off the backhand, and Montour will cut him off as Howden. We'll watch this one go back to the D. It's Theodore with an absolute bomb, and this is a pad save that goes right to one of the Florida Panthers, able to get this one out, but this is picked back up now by Vegas. And through the neutral zone now they'll make their pass and try to transition as Brad Howden absolutely lost his stick and are we going to get a call against the Panthers? And if we do here there was only one penalty aside for both. Looks like Florida's going to the box. This is not good for them.
1: No, John, and we've told this story before where Florida has been having the run of play and that certainly has been the case through about 8 minutes here. But uh, they are going to get their the first penalty of the night. Uh, And it is going to be, I believe, is uh, you're again uh, ahead on the feed, so I think it's going to be an interference call, yes, indeed, that took place at the half boards in the Vegas offensive zone on the near side. So Florida, going to be down a man. Vegas, you know how well they've been playing on the man advantage, especially in this final.
0: It's danger time for the Panthers. Yes, it is. And considering, like we said, being shorthanded with Kachuk on that end, again, Verhege's a little bit beat up, but again, he doesn't look too worse for wear. But, Florida, that's been a problem. Again, Vegas, we went into it from the Dallas side of the series where they started to get a little bit better on their power plays. We get some on-ice repairs in front of Bob's net on that end to get everything all level. But Vegas, essentially, at one point in this series, was batting about 40% on their power play. That's how good they've been, and they have an opportunity to draw first blood almost halfway through the first. Yeah, and John, if our predictions are going to come true, the Marchesos and Carlson's of the world scoring,
2: I think now would be the time to do it. Uh, because Vegas, uh, how could you count against them? Right. They've been so, so good with the advantage. Uh, you know, I, I am fully expecting a first goal
0: here. That's uh, that's how, how sharp they've been on the power play. Aaron Eckblad is the one in the box who got interference against Brett Howden, so they're without a defenseman here, and it's Chandler Stevenson. Almost about 60% on the draw, I always like to point that out. Again, the Washington Capitals, certainly missing a good one. He wins this one off of a lift. Eichel sets it up now for Theodore, goes back to Jack, and Shea Theodore we will move this around as this one goes wide. Jack will take a look at it, but this will go back to Shea. As he will touch up, 1150 left to go on the first. Jonathan Marcel three power play goals this series, one shy of tying a Stanley Cup Finals record. That's convenient timing by TNT. Here's a chance near the right side dot. Opportunity for Theodore one more time. Have to play it in between the legs. Jonathan Marcel goes back to Jack now near the right side dot. He'll fire a chance. He kind of flopped on it. This goes to Shea in the high slot. Here's Marcisot with a chance. It's loose out in front. Florida just trying to find this. Chandler Stevenson keep it alive. Shea Theodore in the high slot. Jack Eichel touch pass and couldn't get all the shot on. It was Jonathan Marcisot, but that was a wonderful design.
1: Yeah, John, listen, that is what we have come to expect here. Uh, The the Vegas Golden Knights look so, so good when they have this extra room to work with. They kept the buck in the zone, cycling, moving, finding open spaces. And boy, Eichel, with that design play, a one-touch pass to the high slot to Marcheso, gets his stick played right on that buck. And boy, oh boy, Bobrovsky's fundamentals come through right here, makes a huge save and keeps this game
0: tied at nothing. That was kind of like a tip out of the air for Jonathan Marceau, was it not? He couldn't get all in the back and he just tried to flutter it as quick as he could. But again, as you said, a wonderful design. It's Alexander Barkov now against Stevenson, so top line's back out there. And Stone, able to get this one here for Eichel, will send it out in front. Florida, able to clear down the ice. Our plays halfway over. About 11.05 left to go on the first draw. Under with you, alongside Cooper Hopkins, between play-by-play and color, respectively. You can definitely switch off on that end, though, as it's six shots to six. Stevenson gains the entry, blows a tire near the right side dot, but Vegas keeps it in. Theodore now. Marcus, chance gets blocked out in front. Heavily contested. Florida tries to flip it, and they flip it right to Eichel. But now they will get this across the neutral zone. It's one-on-two. Barkov. Waiting for reinforcements, he'll skate back. Florida going to play essentially keep away here for the final 25 seconds. They'll fire it down the ice. Aiden Hill will take a look at it as this is near the right side dot now with Alex Petrangelo, former St. Louis Blues captain. He won it in the 2019. He could honestly win it in 2023. This is Vegas' probably best chance as we've talked about that. Carlson will wrap this around the inboards. Reinhardt will take a look at it as this is picked up near the right side dot. And this is flipped just off of escape into the neutral zone now as Vegas will fire this in across the red line. Nick Waugh, he's out there now as Florida will get a piece of it. We've hit the halfway marker of a scoreless first period so far. Again, that sounds good to Florida, but Vegas can strike at any time. Rocco Gudis, he's waiting out in front of the net now as this puck is near the right side dot. Riley Smith. Keep it alive. Keegan Kolsar tried to set up Raleigh with a one-timer in the middle of the slot. And this is flipped down into the defensive end where the Mustard Gold will pick it back up. There was a big hit that was eluded in the middle of center ice as Brett Howden will give chase. Stahl will just get this one out. Here's a good pickup in stride for Carter Hagee off the left hand, but good back-end defense by Vegas. And we got a penalty hand in the air. This is going to go against VGK. Yeah, John. A good job here by the Panthers to kill their uh, their the first penalty of the Golden Knights. Now
1: all of a sudden, the Golden Knights uh, they're gonna they're hmm. just gonna give one back, trying to keep things real balanced here as we're tied at zero zero. Shots are even at six six. So well, why not Vegas takes a penalty right here? Uh, it was quickly called and touched up, and uh, now Florida
0: can potentially turn the tide. It's going to be a man advantage for the Panthers, Sean. So, again, we talked about this. 0 for 13 now are the Panthers on the power play. It's as good a time as any to get one now when you're down 3-1 in the series. But I just saw that late uh, retaliation there from Keegan Colsar. That's not a smart penalty to take.
1: No, honestly, a pretty solid hit. Uh, well, a solid, I think that goes without saying. But uh, uh, Colzar gives up Bennett, a nice shove in the run of the play into the player's bench. Bennett goes about halfway in, and then... As he's regaining his footing on the ice with his skate, Kolsar gives him a second shove. Then it goes flying. Uh, no embellishment there either. That was just a hard second check that was completely unnecessary from Kolsar. and that resulted in the penalty. He's going to go for roughing, two minutes. And uh, after we come back from the media timeout, John, let's uh, let's see if we're proven wrong by one of the Florida Panthers on the PP, uh, because they have a chance now to get a, a one nothing lead in this contest.
0: Yeah, for me, it's. Pretty much just about, again, I know it goes without saying, but you got to just point out the obvious when it's there sometimes. I'll take the carrot. you got to make things simple if you're Florida. you got to forget about those five, six touch passes and try to get a chance in the middle of a slot. I'm going to go one, two passes, it up from the blue line, get some rebounds, make the defense move. Hell, they did that a little bit in Game 3 when they were able to get to a Game 5 that we're broadcasting now. you got to do a little bit more of that, make things easy and simplify it a little bit.
1: Yeah, you know, you're right, John. And what we've also seen from Florida, and I think this is proving to be the case so far through this period. Obviously, there's still a significant amount of time yet to go here, over nine minutes. But we've seen it a couple times in the Stanley Cup Final, where Florida has a really strong first period. They are the better team, technically speaking, overall in the period. But Vegas finds a way, all they need is a small window. They find a way to either tie the game or make their presence felt uh, in, in a really noticeable way, Florida has to avoid both those scenarios. Not only do you need to have a decent
2: power play here, and ideally, of course, put one in the back of the net, but as per the first period of time continues to uh, wind away, you've got to keep your strength and get to the room with a lead. I don't remember Florida being able to do that. It's going to be crucial
0: right now. They can't hold the blue line now. They did win the faceoff, killed about 20 seconds in the power play. Brandon Montour doesn't like it, but they were offsides. sides. Nine oh two left to go on the first.
1: Yeah, thanks, John. And, again, I apologize. Uh, every so often I forget about our
0: delay, uh, so I don't mean to step on your You're toes good. there. But, yeah, Florida did a decent job in there for a shift
1: here of keeping things in and then just unfortunately couldn't hold the blue line.
0: So Barkov now against Carlson. Again, I don't feel so bad about saying it because Eddie O. said you got to simplify it. That's what I was throwing out there. I think we all see it right now. Sometimes that's what you got to point out. So Barkov wins this one here for Montour. And look to start again left to right. It's Sam Reinhardt. Again, as Cooper talked about from a couple games ago, he's right on that end. Sam Reinhardt's been a very busy man because he's got penalty kill time, power play time, even strength, Tom in the second line. He's expected to do it all. He's a pretty damn good player, and you're going to need everybody to step up here for Florida, especially in an elimination game. I know the personnel is a little bit different from Tampa last year, but you've still got to have that belief because you did it against Boston in the first round. Reinhardt for Heggie. Here's a good pass, and what a stop by Hill near the left side with his pads. Oh, my goodness. Sam Bennett now. We'll pick this one back up. Bennett gained the entry, trying to drop it in for Verheggie. It's a little bit too far. Danger time. Stone slows up, scores. Short handed for Vegas.
1: John Ott, uh, can you believe it? The Florida Panthers inches away from scoring Aiden Hill, sliding on his backside, makes a desperation stop, and all of a sudden, in one moment, a lapse of judgment, Stone holds the puck, gets defenders down, thinks about passing, and you know what he thinks to himself, John? He thinks, I am the captain of this team. I'll lead the way, boys. It's one nothing, Vegas. A beautiful shot up and over Bobrovsky from point-blank range. Look out. Just polish that puppy up, John. The Stanley Cup, in all likelihood, going to Vegas tonight. And I'm confident making that prediction.
0: Stone changes the game in one instant. Holy cow, Cooper, on that side. I love celly there from Mark Stone, by the way. But your brain and Montour. You went for a shot block way too early. You're just allowed him to walk right in and snipe. And what's Bobrovsky going to do there? Absolutely nothing.
1: Montour's got to be more defensively sound than that. But I'll let you continue, my friend. Lots to talk about now, for sure.
0: Man, this is completely kind of taking the wind out of the sails. Not as far as our broadcast, I'll keep it together. But I just can't believe what we watched as Stone he gets the celly here it's a shorthanded goal so not only now is Florida 0 for 14 on the power play they've just conceded a shorthanded goal already being down 3-1 in the series as Ekblad keeps it in this is sent out the short side played off the wall here for Aaron he's gonna rock the blue line and he's gonna get thefted here's an opportunity for Riley Smith and a slap shot save by Bobrovsky it's all Vegas
1: John, what else can we say here? Not only do the Vegas Golden Knights kill the first penalty, or excuse me, the first uh, yes, that's right, the first penalty that they uh, are up against, but they turn this game on its head uh, with Stone scoring on a beautiful play, and then Riley Smith, only with that that glove of Bobrovsky, he has robbed so many Vegas Golden Knights potential goal scorers in this series, and he does so again. But my goodness. We're getting replays of the Aiden Hill left toe save that kept this game at zero-zero, and then the Stone turnover created. He walks in from about center ice, scores, makes no mistake. John, this is uh, all of a sudden turned completely, and I, I am, I am for one, shocked. This is uh, a
0: huge, huge turn of events for Vegas. Yeah, absolutely, no doubt. I feel the same way. That you do. Seven points tied with Marceau and some of the other categories for Stone. You think about the back issues. Again, what back issues? Certainly seems like that little dipsy-doodle move. Again, I understand Brandon Montour gave him the space, but you know what? Stone didn't rush himself. He was able to walk right in and snipe it, stick, drag, and shoot it. That's what you love, the poise on that side. And he was able to finish it off. Here's another steal for Vegas. And a late arriving Florida Panther pretty much stopped the one on two. This is getting ugly here. And this is still 6.30 left to go in the first. It just feels like the dials turn the complete other way. Vegas off a two on two rush. Walk in and shoot blocked. But Brodsky reaches behind him. Vegas tries to jam it in. And the Rift City score. Now, this time, John, I'm really
1: lamenting the fact that I'm a few seconds behind. I'm watching this unfold in front of me right now. It's a partial two-on-one. Then you see the you see Lombard get back right there. Then Vegas throws the puck at the net. Fans celebrating. The fans, excuse me, the referees looking for the puck and then indicating a goal. Bobrovsky confused. Montour again down, this time in the crease, in the net. Bobrovsky holding his hands. Uh, with the universal what-are-you-talking-about position. Uh, Dolby's there. I don't know what's going on, but I think Hague has made it 2 to nothing.
0: Man, the first stick block, the only reason why it didn't go in the net the first time, Broski lost his twig, and the puck was just sitting on top of his stick as Nick Hague was trying to drive the net, and I know Paul Maurice has to look at it. Even if you take a penalty here at this point, I think you probably have to challenge this, even if it goes against you.
1: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right, because all of a sudden, uh, I mean, listen, that Mark Stone... uh, Let me rephrase this. I've never seen, for the first goal in any game, regular season or playoffs, feel more like a knockout punch than the Mark Stone goal. Yeah. But if this counts, John, you might as well just give them the Stanley Cup now, because I don't see Florida coming back from this. They have been... Uppercutted into oblivion by the last <laughs> couple minutes of play
0: here. Yeah, I, you said it perfectly again. We're going to give you the full broadcast in the postgame if we get to this point. There is no challenge, and Nick Haig has made it 2 nothing Vegas, and uh, you might want to start rowing that boat in another direction if you're Florida right now. You must answer. As this shot gets blocked, Colin White, his bid gets stopped, Florida's got a score right now, and again, I say that with six minutes left to go on the first. I know it sounds crazy, but that's what I feel in my heart from what we're seeing. Sam Reinhardt off a severe angle, and this will get picked up now. Montour will ride the blue line. Verhege tried to send it up, but he threw it right to the mustard gold. Again, that counterattack, they've already done a couple of damage. Here's a sauce pass, and this one gets saved by Bobrovsky. That could have absolutely been 3 nothing. As the barn doors are getting blown off big time, and he might want to ask Matt the Kachuk if he wants to get into this game right now because they need him. It was Haig from Eichel and White Cloud, Florida. Forces to steal. They hold the blue line just barely as the Golden Knights, I guess they did. They went offside, but the Golden Knights ran into each other. Whoa. <laughs> I'm just trying to take deep breaths right now, and I can't imagine how
2: the Florida Panthers feel. And you know what? They haven't played, now this is going to sound crazy, they haven't played all that poorly
1: in this period. Other than one or two lapses, they have actually looked pretty decent. Arguably, maybe even better than they have in a lot of other first periods in the Stanley Cup Final. And, John, if it weren't for Aiden Hill, that power play goal, which was it seemed yeah. destined for the back of the net, could be one nothing right now. Florida a totally different conversation but Stone like I said it felt like he was the right hook and uh, Florida is out on their feet and then Haig's goal with a puck that was under Bobrovsky and John the only thing I'll say I'm not trying to drum up controversy but we've seen faster whistles from referees when the puck is under the goalie's body and uh, that was that was let go just for that extra half second or so enough for Haig to put in the rebound and uh, that feels like the left hook that's putting the uh, Florida Panthers down on the canvas here, my friend.
0: Yeah, I don't disagree with any of those points. Again, we can rewind the tape about five minutes ago when I said Florida had a great start and they should feel pretty good. Boy, does that make me sound stupid. (laughs) Man, oh, man, uh, you and and me both, you're not alone in that regard. I think we were... uh... You know, knowing our our series predictions, we were Mm -hmm. very confident in what the Panthers were going to bring. But uh,
1: they have just been outmatched, John. Uh, Obviously,
0: they have their one win, which they got at FLA
1: Live Arena several nights ago. But, uh, look, this is not a profound statement, and I'm sure you'll agree. They have just been outplayed,
0: period. Yeah, and again, you're talking about the uppercuts and the hooks. Did you happen to see what happened to the Miami Heat mascot against Conor McGregor the other day? That's what it seems like.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, it's, you're already up for the count, and then you get McGregor coming through with one more straight right, right down the, uh, p- right down the pipe, <laughs> it really put you out, and not just out, but in the hospital. Hopefully, that guy's okay. But uh, yeah, it's it's been uh, the, you know fitting that the team from Florida looks like uh, the mascot of the Heat, and that the Vegas Golden Knights uh, look like UFC star, their next door neighbor, Conor McGregor.
0: Yeah, again, I know it might stink to be in a situation, but South Florida should be very proud about what they got because they had two teams that made it to the absolute precipice. It's hard to get to the mountaintop as we get a stoppage here with 5.04 left in the first. Yeah, and you know, it's, it's crazy to think, John, again, still five minutes to go in the first period, and you and I both, I believe, rightly
1: are of the mindset. <laughs> that Florida not only will not be able to uh, counterpunch to keep the analogy going, but uh, just won't be able to hang through the rest of this contest. And that's, you know, 45 minutes left to play. That's uh, that's, a big, that's a big statement, but Vegas has
0: been that good. And that's not something, Cooper, before I get back into this, that's not something I can ever remember saying last year.
1: No, definitely not. It was a totally different uh, tenor, uh, a different series for sure. This has been... Almost all Vegas, and uh, now, after a decent first period by Florida, it's almost all Vegas yet again.
0: So, 2 nothing. Again, this looks more like Games 1 and Games 2. Again, I know, Alec, I appreciate you for the Game 4 side. He's listening in alongside Sean, able to hold the fork down. I was just hoping for a Game 5, but in all honesty, again, I don't really care who wins. I just wanted to get this extended, but... I don't want to see a complete mismatch here. Florida's got to find a way, but I just don't know, like Cooper said, if they got an answer, but there's still so much time left. And we got a full game to call, essentially, as this will get sent back down now for Montour. he will slap shot this thing near the left side dot as Florida will recollect this off the red line sign, of Verhege will bounce it off the face of one of the Golden Knights. This one stays in play. It's going to allow Carter to go ahead and pick this up off the backhand. He's gonna get this near the right side, DaVergi, with a Rashad. This one gets blocked as it falls back to Bennett. Bennett out the backhand. I'll try to center out in front. Aiden Hill will take a look at it. But now the Vegas Golden Knights again. They've done such a great job throughout the entire playoffs to the regular season, making sure to keep the net clean in front of Hill as it's been iced.
1: Wow, well, John. Again, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm smiling right now and almost apologetic, because I feel like I should be adding some deep insight right now, but I just continue to look at this Vegas team, and even in the expressions on their faces, they look more confident, they look locked in, dialed in is a phrase that we've used plenty,
0: and uh, there just seems to be confusion on the faces of the Florida Panthers. And again, we're going to talk about this a little bit in the uh, post game, I would imagine, too, but I can throw this out there now. Vegas, they know they've been on this mission. This team is deep. They're hungry to get back there, and they didn't want to waste a second chance, and it certainly seems like they're not going to do that right now. For everything that's going to happen forward, we can talk about that, too, at a later date, but right now all that matters is getting this result on the ice as we're getting some nonstop icings here, 348 left to go in the first.
1: Yeah, and so this is the different, uh, the the other bookend of the first period, John. Normally we're accustomed to uh, the first three, four, five minutes or so, having a lot of stoppages in the first period, at least in this series. Uh, this time it's in the uh, back half, not even the back half, the back, you back know, 10% or so of this uh, first period that's getting a lot of whistles. But uh, you know what? That just does not bode well for the Florida Panthers. They're going to need some stretches of uh, unbroken play where they can get their offense running, use their strategies uh, to their advantage. Uh, although, no matter what they've done, as we've pointed out, and everyone can tell, Vegas has had the answer every time.
0: So Eichel gets a steal, tries to find something for Barbershop, but Florida will survive it for the moment. They'll throw it down the ice, but again, they're down 2-0. Again, the sportsbook odds from DraftKings are minus 670 for Vegas. So that kind of tells you nobody's expecting Florida to kind of make the answer. I still think they need to get a goal right now within the last 3.05 left in the first as this shot goes wide near the right side of the red line. Recollected now Barkov trying to keep this alive as the second line is back out there again without the services of Mathica Chuck. Ryan Lumberg now for Stahl. Stahl will lose this in between his legs. Marceau trying to poke at it. This is heavily contested near the right side of the faceoff dot as white Claw gets knocked down florida just keeps us in Try to rock the blue line and get absolutely flattened by eichel so he's done a little bit of everything forget about scoring goals he's still getting all the plus minus the assists and points and doing everything here he's been an absolute mvp candidate as aiden hill he gets his pass back here for chandler stevenson This goes in between the legs of the Panthers, now set back up for Stone, and Vegas still with it, as Stevenson will work in behind the net, but this goes off the mesh, not a play.
1: So John, do the Panthers have any chance of scoring before this period is over, because I think it's a must if they want to get back into this game.
0: I'm going to say it's a must, but right now it feels like no. Yeah, listen, that was an obvious setup. <laughs> I, knew you'd, I knew you'd go for it. I teed it up for you. And then you nailed it down
2: the fairway. Um, I'm not sure where it's going to come from.
1: I don't, you know, Matthew Kachuk, not in this game. Obviously a lot of talented players on Florida. I just am not sure where it's going to come from. I feel totally unprofessional. I'm flabbergasted.
0: Yeah, I mean, essentially we know what's going to happen with the uh, mismatch as far as what's in front of it. But again, you can say that it might be a mismatch for this game without Kachuk, but considering everything Florida did against some incredible competition through the East. I mean, we could be talking about Boston and Vegas right now, but Florida took them out of it. And again, they're just, they've just they had every answer to Vegas. As One of the Golden Knights went down heavy, lost their stick. This is loose out in front of the ice and played in off the window. Aaron Ekblad is swinging the miss near the right side boards, and this is picked up by Forslund and sent back down for Ekblad. Again, Aaron Eckblad's got to be one of those ones Bill Lancer as well. He's been one of the longest-tenured Florida Panthers, but it'd be amazing if the undrafted Jonathan Marceso were able to get the MVP, and Florida pretty much just let him walk in the expansion draft, I and mean, that's got to hurt. I also heard about this, too. Tampa Bay did the same damn thing. As this is said, now off the backhand, here's a chance for Barkoff, and this will get recollected near the right side boards. It's Petrangelo. Near the right side dot now is Vegas, Again, with one minute off to go in the first, it kind of feels like they're on cruise control, and that's got to be a wonderful feeling now if you're a Golden Knight. As this is picked up by Petrangelo, glove down by Lindell, but again, Vegas is right there with White Claw to get this one right out. As Florida we'll collect this across the Golden Knights logo, and now picked up and toward the right side dot McQua, trying to get this off a of stick track. This slap shot gets blocked, Montour trying to keep it in. And Aiden Hill will go ahead and play this around the net as it's shoveled around. About 30 seconds left to go in the first again. The energy might have been sapped out of the tank for Florida, but still got two more periods to play. You can't just let the game go by the wayside. You never know when you're going to get back to the Stanley Cup Finals. Last time Florida did was 96, and there is no guarantees. you got to really think about it that way. Whatever motivational speech Paul Maurice has and whatever these guys have in the tank, I might suggest riding out all four lines and not being so privy to the top two. But as it stands, we get to the end of the first period, and it's 2 nothing Vegas. Well, we've reached intermission, John, and it is not looking good for the visitors
2: from Sunrise. It's a, a really steep hill to climb here. Uh, and so just literally saying the word Hill makes me think about Aiden Hill. Yeah. Uh, you know
1: what? There are a couple of players, and I think March so is the runaway favorite, but, uh, you gotta have Aiden Hill in the conversation for the Smythe, and maybe even, uh, you know, off to the side. Probably not gonna lift it himself, but the way Mark Stone has played, my goodness, yep. uh, what an effort throughout these playoffs, coming back from injury and then looking so, so strong uh, and getting. That first goal tonight, the ever-important first goal. And, uh, John, this is so strange. Again, I cannot recall a game. I already talked about the goal in particular, how that felt like a knockout blow, and it's just the first goal of the game at the time, with a, a good chunk of the first period yet to be played. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's now in the, in the past. Uh, that's, that's history. But that concluding five minutes or so, of this first period, felt more like the final five minutes of a third period of a regular season meeting between these two teams. Uh, it wasn't a boring period. I'm not, uh, I'm not claiming that it wasn't interesting to watch. But, you know, the fans, I think, feeling comfortable with the two-goal two two goal cushion. Their team, clearly the better of the two. Florida, not a lot of answers. Nothing really high danger after the two goals were scored by Vegas. Uh, so we hit the break, and you said it. This is where Paul Maurice needs to make his millions, my friend, because he's got to say something to someone, as I like to say from time to time. uh, And that someone has got to respond, uh, or else good night and a great run. But uh, it's all about that trophy, and Florida seems like they are
2: far away from it right
0: now. Yeah, because let's just talk about it real quick as far as the goal reset, and then we'll get into the intermission discussion. Boy, I'm I mean, glad that I have some other prep for that, because we're going to need to talk about it, because this game might already be done through 20 minutes. But Mark Stone, he scores short-handed, unassisted at 11.52. I mean, it's Aiden Hill. He's down and out near the right side of the goal crease. He stacks the pads and makes a save. Montour goes down too early as Stone, able to stick drag. He had his... Uh, Dangle speed all the way at hundred on the slider, man. He just made it really difficult for Bobrovsky. There was nothing he could do there as he sniped it. Yeah, and he made it. It made it look like he was uh,
1: shooting at one of those uh, one of those uh, goalie nets, one of those trainer nets where you just yeah. have a, you have the, the one, two, three, four, and five holes open. And man, he made. I mean, listen, you're not gonna make a mistake from six feet out with a a defender sliding by and Bobrovsky just, you know, tearing the headlights. He's been so good throughout the playoffs. But what are you supposed to do? Uh, I mean, he's a stoic guy. I'm sure he's not yelling at his teammates in the locker room right now, but I wouldn't blame blame him if he decided to because
0: almost all the goals that Vegas has scored, he's just been hung out to dry. Yeah. No, there really isn't any other way to say it than a couple minutes after, when you need Florida to get the next response, it's Nick Haig. The uh, sh- couple shots were saved there by Babrowski. He dropped the goal stick of the jam to the net. The first backhand opportunity goes off the shaft of the stick. Marcel Eichel there, Nick Haig able to clean the mess up at the doorstep. And it's 2-0 VGK as he scored thirteen forty one in. As far as the team stats, the shots are 11-8 for Vegas. Again, Florida had about the best-looking six minutes they could have had without scoring. But that was all thrown away. 14-11 are the hits for the Panthers. 11-10 are the draws for the Panthers as well. Again, the giveaways, there's 10-7. to 7, That's Vegas, you don't want to lead that category. But the takeaways, and they've been noticeable there, 7-3 to 3 for Vegas on that end. So here's a record here for as far as uh, everything else for our broadcast and anything else that goes at Hopeless Sports Guide. Again, this might be the only time I'll ever get a chance to say this. But for the third straight time in a broadcast, Cooper, and again, I don't work for the Athletic as far as the Columbus Blue Jackets, but we got to talk Columbus again because there was a trade as I was gone on the Game 4 side. So New Jersey's going to be able to get a pick out of this as they get the third round pick of number 80th of the entry draft in a couple weeks here. But Columbus, they want to add to that blue line again. Damon Severson, seven goals, twenty-six assists, thirty-three points, plus nine, signs a eight-year, six point two five million dollar contract until twenty thirty-one. Again, it includes a full no trade until twenty twenty-seven. That cap hit might not look so good at the end of it by the time he turns thirty-six, but now let's just talk about it. As far as the top pairings, even if they're mixed, again, these are guys that are already on the roster. This is how I had it set. This is in no order. But Zacharensky, Damon Severson. Ivan Provorov, Erica Branson, Andrew Peek, and Adam Boquist. But in the mix, you have Jake Bean, Nick Blankenberg from Michigan, Tim Burney, and Gavin Bayreuther. What does this tell you now about the expectations in Columbus?
1: Well, you know, they're. I mean, obviously they're building from the blue line out. This is, I think this is a smart play. Uh, I, I actually really, really like the trade. I like the player. I like the trade. I'm just a little bit surprised that... Uh, that there wasn't more of a return i think that third rounder is a, a small question mark for me i would have expected maybe a second rounder um but hey that's the way it goes and the gms uh, made the agreement that that was going to be enough to, to get it done but uh, yeah i think that columbus is, is um, making smart choices here they <laughs> listen john you and i've said this and agreed on this i don't imagine that our opinions have changed at all really any improvement by Columbus anywhere. You could pick a winger, you could pick a centerman, you could pick a blue liner, pick a goalie. I mean any improvement would make the team better. Last year, I don't want to say it was rock bottom, but man, they were not good. Uh, But when you have the likes of Johnny Gaudreau, and of course he's doing a lot of the heavy lifting offensively, uh, I think it's smart. you got to shore up that blue line, make sure that you have some solid play coming out of your own end, and uh, build through the, the rest of the other two zones to get the offense going.
2: I think they needed more blue line help. They got it. Uh, are they done? Probably <laughs> not,
1: but this is a great start.
0: Yeah, I'm essentially thinking the same thing. I don't think they're done. I'm going to go ahead and throw a lifeline out there and say this. For Jarmot you know, and who's the GM. I know Mike Babcock. Again, we talked about that a couple broadcasts ago. But I'm going to equate it the same way now. For and as far as Steve Eisenman and Derek Malone here for Detroit, as far as that coach. You want to make sure you give Babcock as much ammunition as you can. To make sure Columbus doesn't fall flat. And on that side of it, we know what the expectations were last year, that this team makes the postseason. They got just decimated by injuries and some bad play toward the end of it, but mostly the injuries on that end. At least now, kakalinen has been there for quite a bit. This will leave me in the situation where, again, I don't have anything definitive, but I think I can say this with an educated hypothesis. If Columbus is back down in the cellar again, I think Kakalinen's going to lose his job. Yeah, no, that's, uh, I think,
1: a pretty safe bet right there. And, you know, these are the kinds of plays,
2: not massive, massive swings, but
1: when you're taking cuts like this,
2: uh, Mm. to use the baseball analogy, yeah, they have to pay off. You know, you can't keep striking out. Uh, The team basically was a walking strike, a skating strikeout last year. Uh, Can't be the case again.
1: So uh, short leash, but uh, some some solid moves that I think uh, will pay off. Will it result in Columbus being... Uh, you know, noticeably more competitive, of course, to be determined. Uh, I think you do have to add some offensive pieces
2: there and, and then hope that, you know, kind of the X factor element, right, where those pieces have to gel
1: to a certain degree. Uh, and of course, I don't have to look any further than the Calgary Flames to talk about a team with a ton of potential not gelling. So you have Columbus with some good new elements now, but less potential and the, the hope that they come together and whoever else is added. Yeah, it's a, that's a lot. Uh, that's a lot on the on the chessboard there, but uh, at least a good start, if nothing else.
0: So you speaking of the Flames as you often do, my friend. Well, lo well, and behold, that's my next topic here because the Calgary Flames, Ryan Huska, is going to be the next Flames head coach. He's been an assistant coach for the team over the last five seasons. Huska forty-seven years old. Let me give you some background from Wes Gilbertson of the Calgary Sun. So. During Huska's tenure in the mid-90s in the still with the powerhouse program in Kamloops, he was a teenage teammate to stars like Shane Doan, Jerome McGinley, Scott Niedermeyer, and Darcy Tucker. While he wasn't the biggest name on the roster, he was a trusted two-way type that averaged north of a point per game in his final winter season in the Western Hockey League juggernaut. AHL affiliate to Adirondack and the Stockton Heat, and five years as an assistant in the Saddledome, Thanks to his time with the farm team, he goes way back with Rasmus Anderson, Oliver Shillington, Andrew Manjapani, and others. And again, one other note from me on this side. That he was believed to be the runner-up for Derek Lallon in Detroit, according to Steve Eisman. That was the side of it. Huska is very good on the penalty kill. But what say you about Ryan Huska? Well, John, that's an excellent setup right there. You gave a really good snapshot of what he's done uh, in his career hmm. prior to being named
1: the bench boss of the Calgary Flames, and, you know, what's, what's interesting, is some, you know, just diving into some of those things that you pointed out right there, um, he has been known, funny that we were just talking about defense, he has been known as a, a, a coach that really gets the most out of his defensive players, and you look no further than a couple of names that you already said, Rasmus Anderson and Oliver Shillington. Now, of course, Shillington, the Swedish, young Swedish defenseman, missed uh, last season um, due to some personal issues, but is slated to be back with the team. Uh, has been skating looks to be in good health both mentally and physically so that's a great sign for the club erasmus anderson john in the wake of losing and we forget right it's still recent history but it feels like a long time ago in the wake of losing captain mark giordano mm-hmm. um the only other captain to uh, to take that letter since jerome mcginla another name that you mentioned uh there has not been a captain but you know what Between Michael Backlund and Rasmus Anderson, you could flip a coin, my friend, and either one of those two, both Swedes, a lot of Swedes on the team, could take that role. And Ryan Huska is deserving of a lot of credit of getting Rasmus Anderson not only ready uh, to be at the NHL level, but uh, taking on essentially the number one defensive role for the team Uh, and quarterbacking that power play. Uh, and being a shut-down defenseman, which is expected when you're in, in, the, in the top pairing as he has been now for several seasons. So that's just one example of his work with a player. Um, and there are also some of those things, too, where it's not players that become uh, the biggest impact on the roster. That maybe they're not the biggest stars, but some of those other pieces that really flesh out your roster. And we can actually look uh, to the East. We can look at Garnet Hathaway, uh, who now is with the Washington Capitals, who's a nice role player, kind of a third, fourth liner has some upside scoring and also the physicality Um, and you can also take a peek right here uh, with the Florida Panthers who are battling tonight (laughs) down 2-0 to the Vegas Golden Knights but uh, wearing number 94 in white John is Ryan Lomberg uh, he's somebody I've pointed out as a former flame which is uh, all well and good but you can see the kind of energy that he brings to the contest and Paul Maurice gives him a lot of ice time relatively speaking because he's trusted uh, to make an impact when he gets a shift and uh, whether that is just moving his feet, knowing the right place to be, finding a teammate, throwing a hit, uh, or even just spelling one of the more uh, the talented, if you will, uh, first or second liners, Lomberg uh, is a disciple of Ryan Huska. And that's just another example of players that, uh, that you need on your roster to take on those roles. So I find it interesting the Flames have some up-and-coming uh, players that he has led over the past couple of seasons in the AHL. Uh, and you would think can continue their work with him, and potentially build their games to make the third and fourth lines of the Flames even stronger. So, I know I'm getting a little long-winded here, because of course I have lots of thoughts about it. But I think it's the right hire. I also like that uh, the Flames
2: uh, manage, excuse me, ownership group decided to go with one theme and that is hiring from within. They did that with Craig Conroy, the
1: general manager who had really earned his stripes and earned the opportunity that he's been given. Of course, we'll see how it plays out uh, and then there'll there'll be revisionist history. Maybe it's an absolute miracle. Maybe the Flames are the Florida Panthers of the 23-24 season. We find them in the Stanley Cup final. How happy would I be? But to do that with Conroy and then to do it with Huska tells me that the team is being consistent and trusting those who know their their game yeah who know their their game and their direction uh conroy and huska have been colleagues for many many years i expect good things now look there's a lot of pressure on a first-time head coach but it's not like huska's coming out of nowhere he's been in and around the game for many many years it's uh, been a steady climb for him and hopefully it continues in that direction which is up
0: and again, as you said, he knows the players, he knows the system alongside Conray and all that. I think it's a lot of smart decisions there for Calgary. That doesn't change anything going into next year as far as the team being uh, competitors be able to get in the playoffs. We still know those are going to be all the same things, but I like the fact for Calgary on that side, they're going to take this as a long-term plan while still also look in the rearview mirror and know what their expectations are for the 2023 and 2024 season.
2: Yeah, and listen. Thanks for giving me.
1: Uh, I feel like I get on my soapbox all the time, and you know, uh, Alec and Sean, <laughs> our our crew is uh, is getting much more flames talk than I'm sure they're all all really wanting. So uh, thanks for your patience, gentlemen. But you know, it's uh it, it's it's interesting stuff for us. I know, John, you've uh, sort of de facto had your eyes on the Western Conference, uh, but you know, we got uh, we got Alec out on the east side as well. Uh, actually, Alec, one of my uh, one of my relatives is a huge uh, Penguins fan as well, so I, uh, I by default, when the Flames are out of it, I then root for the Penguins. So uh, I was pulling for, I was pulling for Sid, the kid, and the and the rest of the boys. And I know they couldn't get it done this year, but uh, John, you and I have talked more about what that core looks like there in Pittsburgh, what they're going to do moving forward. I love that Kyle Dubas is there now, um, so we're starting to see even without the Stanley Cup final finished, uh, the silly season as they call it, a lot of movement happen already, happening already. Uh, and teams uh, looking a lot different. We'll see what shape those take uh, as we get into the next uh, next year.
0: Okay, I think I'll have enough now to get this one done. I don't think this is going to be in-depth, but I will give you the notes. As far as Alex Dobrynkid, is going to be a 25-year-old RFA. He submitted a trade list from the Senators. Again, 82 games played, 27 goals, 39 assists, 66 points, a minus 31. He won't sign a long-term offer Unless he sees what the plan in Ottawa is with the team, with the move, Pierre Dorian, and everything else. Again, a very down year in the plus-minus, but he's closer probably to a minus-five or ten. But he has scored 40 goals in the campaign twice with the Chicago Blackhawks. He's someone to watch with his speed and shot. He's a capable 80-plus point player or more. Pierre Dorian, the GM, says he's willing to spend that side of the cap. Why am I talking about the Senators? Well, again, here's the situation. Toronto billionaire Steve Astopoulos he backs out. They're gonna to try to buy the, uh, since for about a billion dollars, the deadline was supposed to be May 15th. Again, it started last year from the former owner death of Eugene Melnick. The daughters wanted to sell the team. The bid was supposed to be above a billion dollars and being advised by former Sportsnet man Nick Kiprios, if you remember him well on that end. Ryan Reynolds, he sold his Mint Mobile company, yes, the Deadpool actor. With the help of the Remington Group, he wanted a 30-day window to try to talk with Ottawa on the team. He was denied the time. And again, you got three weeks left. Again, we're talking about the Stanley Cup Finals in Game 5, but you got three weeks left until the free agency market opens. This team needs an owner. Well, now it certainly seems like Michael Anauer, he emerges in principle, and he's going to get this deal done for the Ottawa Senators just under a billion dollars. So the Ottawa Senators will get their owner, but here's the thing. Now you've got to figure out what to do with your notable RFAs. The Brinkett, Shane Pinto on defense, Eric Brandstrom and the UFAs for Cam Talbot, the goaltender, Travis Hamnick, Austin Watson, and next year the young winger Jake Sanderson.
1: Yeah, John, this is big stuff. Uh, the Senators, who had a resurgent year, um, now are finding themselves. I would, I don't want to call it turmoil. That feels a little dramatic. But listen, anytime you get a change of this magnitude, we just talked about Calgary and the direction that the ownership gave um, to those working underneath them, the Craig Conroys and the Ryan Huskins of the world, saying, okay, listen, this is how we're going to handle the uh, the departures of Daryl Sutter and Bradshaw Living. We want to uh, promote from within. We want people that know our system but are willing to grow, willing to give young players chances. Uh, well, listen, all there have been, or all there has been in Ottawa for many years, it seems, is uh, opportunities for young players to, to grow as right. the sense of rebuilt. So, now they're rebuilding On the ownership side And it's going to be uh, New leaders uh, New decision makers And look Neither of us uh, Are complete
2: Genius prognosticators That can predict the future John But um, Change can
1: be good Change can also be hard But change is necessary And it certainly was For the Senators We will see what form It takes with that franchise Uh, I mean I certainly hope uh, By no means am I a fan But uh, I, I always think the NHL is stronger when the Canadian teams are stronger. Uh, and I also feel that way, John, about uh, about your franchise and the original six franchises um, for so many reasons. But uh, I'm hoping that the Senators can continue their trajectory, uh, one that I hope the Flames find themselves on again after a season sort of away from, from their growth. But the uh, Senators, a, a great year, now a little bit of, uh, of, of upheaval. And I'm curious if you think that they're going to be able to hang on to their progress uh, on the ice,
0: John. They're going to have to figure that out in the Atlantic Division because the Buffalo Sabres are coming as well. So it's going to be very hotly contested. Do you want to take this second period? Uh, you know what, John, let's do this, and I'm not trying to cherry-pick.
2: I don't want to have the final call necessarily as uh, the game presumably wraps up at the end of the third with
1: Vegas lifting the trophy. If you don't mind, just go ahead and jump
0: into the second here, and then maybe at the halfway point we can swap out. All right, sounds good. So we got about 19.25 left to go on the second here. Again, depending on the circumstances, this game could already be over on that end as Gustav Forsling will fire it in and Riley Smith lost it. Florida will fire this near the left side of the red line. This just picked up near the left side, Dot Now Montour. Late arriving here for the Florida Panthers, but they'll get dumped in here for the Golden Knights and Michael Amadio. They'll go ahead and take a change. As Florida will look to get settled here again, they're going to try to go right to left in this second period. Sam Bennett gets his shot blocked. It gets knocked away from Alex Petrangelo, but Bennett will pick it up. And behind the net, Racco Gudis will fire. And this one goes wide, near the left side of the faceoff duck. As the Mustard Gold will try to go left to right in the second period, Florida's got it with the white shirt and the blue pants. As this just gets knocked away from Sam Bennett in the middle of the crease in a late-arriving hit, able to keep one of the Vegas Golden Knights on their feet. Sam Reinhardt will make his back pass to Montour. He's got to start again in his own end. As this gets intercepted across the red line, Petrangelo turns it over. It's going to allow Bennett... Chance for Verhage, and a good save by Aiden Hill. Yeah, so Aiden Hill
1: staying in good form here to start out the second period, John, and uh, that one relatively easy, at least as it goes for him. Um, And, you know, the way he's looked so far, I might as well make big claims here because the season may be almost over.
0: Uh, He's certainly looking good to keep this shutout going throughout the rest of the game. Absolutely, and again, he can make all the prognostications you want about the forwards and the defense behind him and for good reason, but make no mistake about it, Aiden Hill's done the job. We said the same thing about Darcy Kemper last year. Aiden Hill's playing that same role. Jack Eichel had to slow up. He couldn't necessarily get a breakaway. He had to go back and pick it up. This is an opportunity for Marceau. Get to the high slide for D. Here's a slap shot. This one stays in play. Near the right side of faceoff dot, Ryan Lumber will just chip this one, he'll flip it as it gets gloved down by Nick Cousins. Again, I called his name in the game three side, and if he would have scored, Cooper would have told me he would have sent me five bucks, but it probably wasn't going to happen as this is centered on the inboards. Here's Goudis Scores! From the blue line, it's that It goes in!
1: Well, 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 my friend, this is exactly what the doctor ordered. Right away in the second period, essentially from the gates, they have stepped up. The Florida Panthers have, John, and uh, it uh, took a seeing-eye shot from Radko Gutis, but this is what they needed. Cut that lead in half. Tons of time to work with here in the second period, John. Can the Panthers
0: continue to build on this goal? What a moment. Perfect traffic in front. It was Aaron Eckblatt off of a flipping puck. No chance for Aiden Hill to make the save as Lumberg was also providing the screen. That's exactly what it's going to take to beat somebody like Aiden Hill, considering the way he's playing as we get a stoppage with seventeen thirty-nine. Yeah, you
1: make a great point, something we have to remember as this game continues. Aiden Hill has looked sharp. That's what we were just talking about a couple of breaks ago as we got into the second period. You need that traffic, shots from distance. Going high to low may be uh, the recipe tonight, John, if is going to want to cut this, excuse me, not cut the lead half, which, which they just did, but get things back to even and potentially take a
0: lead. So, Cooper, can we just exchange the narrative really quickly on this side? Again, we said Florida needed the next one the first period. Well, they got it early in the second. Is it all systems go now and you're feeling pretty good again or what? Now,
1: I don't think so. I can't make that full claim yet, but this just because of the short time that Rick was required to get this first goal for Florida, uh, also a chance just to get some belief going uh, in the second period and potentially beyond, those are the things that uh, I want to see them build upon
0: before I uh, make any major claims. Absolutely. I just wanted to get your thoughts on this in. So Aaron Blatt gets Florida within one, but now Florida's got to make sure they don't give up anything else quick on the other end. So Nick Waugh, Eichel with a bounce pass, Florida able to just find this with Anthony Duclair as they'll shovel it away, but Florida able to dump it in 1640 left to go on the second. Florida's got one, but they still need one more to get this back to even. Vegas wins. This season's over right now. They're going to lift the cup. They've been here in 2018. They're trying to finish it off. Bill Foley said they would lift the cup in six years. Well, they're right in year six. This is right into their window. doesn't matter how many assets they gave up. They're going to set to get their goal all done here on this side. And again, even if Florida wins on that side, you still got to take a couple more on that end against the Vegas squad that doesn't really seem like giving that up. Amadio, sweet move. And toward the right side as he gets it off of a toe drag, he'll pick it up near the right side of the red line. He's still with it. He spins near the left side boards. Montour is able to step in front of him as this bounces away from the referee and Barkov will get it to Verhegi Again, Paul Maurice has to lean in on that. Top six on that side because Matthew Kachuk is out for this game. If the series gets extended, who knows if Kachuk would even be back at FLA Live Arena on Friday. But you do get a few days off on that end. Chandler Stevenson knocks it away from Declare. As this is picked up by Zach Whitecloth, he'll spin. Nice play off the skate. It's Stone. Here's a cross pass, but it can't be held the other way for Barbashev as Verhege. We'll get this one for Barkov. Now racing into the right side dot, working in behind the net like Florida likes to do, but again, you don't have that big body of Kachuk to be able to set it up in the paint as this goes back down the ice. This is going to get blown dead against VGK.
1: Yeah, John, so, you know, as we discussed the Panthers and what may come to pass in this period for them, you know, you have to think about uh, the other team. Obviously, we're thinking about Florida because they just scored um, on that shot from the blue line. But Vegas has just shown such a consistent ability to turn the game on its head. So even if the Panthers do, and we're going into hypotheticals here, even if they do really build some momentum and start looking stronger uh, and threaten Aiden Hill, you know the Vegas, it's their one turnover, one breakout away from, uh, again, grabbing
0: hold of this game. Yeah, they've shown you time and time again that that's going to be the case. So Florida's got to watch out for that, as we talked about. Here's a Chance Cousins, and this gets knocked away from Stoll. There's a Quig and toward the right side dot. This is in behind the office. Here's a slap shot. This one goes wide, unfortunately, for the Panthers because that was an absolute rocket. And now Montour will get a chance to pick this up from Big Bob. 1430 left to go here in the second. John Under with the alongside Cooper Hopkins. Thank you to everyone that's following in between Prince, Alec, and Sean as this puck goes up and on a play.
2: Yeah, so, you know, here's what I'm looking at,
1: John, is, uh, is I want to see... Everything that I've said before, I just repeat myself because I think it is the foundation upon which offense is built in this league. I want to see a little bit more from Florida, and even if it involves more shots from distance, high to low is fine. That's great. Uh, I just need to see them establish themselves in the Ozone a little bit more uh, to give me a sign that they are starting to, uh, to get their teeth into this game.
0: And I don't disagree with you, Cooper, because I've been kind of begging for that, some of that stuff on the blue line side. They're trying to force everything in the middle of the slot. Well, that's great. Those are high percentage chances, but the opponent in front of you is not going to allow you to get those consistently. Yeah,
1: you're absolutely right, especially against an opponent like Vegas, and Vegas has just been so adept at, uh, at shutting things down and then turning things in their favor. I know that's what we keep talking about, but uh, I'll, I'll continue to hold my breath because until proven otherwise, uh, that's just what the Golden Knights do.
0: So Barkov off a stick check, it's four-sling, and this will be had to be played by Barbashev. Here's Marceau, walk in and can shoot, and this one will bounce back to him. Near the left side red line, here's a stick check, but picked up by the Panthers. As this is recollected for Declare, he'll fire it in from 100 feet as it's gloved down by Hill, and then played with the goal stick. Mustard Gold's got it now, and they're going to try to take this left to right in the second period. Again, Muster gold jerseys with the black pants and the white and red striping. Here's a backhand off the outside of the cage by Jack Eichel. Recollected now by the Golden Knights off a of stick track. Keeping it alive was Barbashev. This will wrap this around the inboards. Brandon Montour feels like he's been out there for a while. And the stick was taken out of the hands of Jack Eichel. He's got to go back and get a new twig. And the other number 9, Sam Bennett, he's going to drop this one back for Anton Lindell, second-year player for the Panthers. He had a really good rookie season. He's definitely capable, but we need to see someone else get on the goal sheet. Sam Bennett, we'll wrap this around the inboards. Montour into the traffic. It's stopped by the left pad of Hill. 1310 left to go in this second period. Again, Vegas, they get one more win. They're going to lift the cup tonight at T-Mobile Arena. And they've been here in twenty eighteen when they lost in five to the capitals and they want to make sure things are different this time for Hagee, drops it right for bennett near the left side dot as vegas gets a chance to pick this back up keegan Colsar send this right down the middle of the ice and this will be an opportunity for vegas to get some puck possession racco gudas safely get this one out but now there's a good contest by vegas They'll hold this blue line. That's Zach Whitecloud, and through the traffic, and Bobrovsky saw it the whole way, even through the trees, and made the save.
1: Yeah, nice work by Bobrovsky right there, and that was a, a nice play. Just good fundamental stuff from Vegas right there. Not to, not even going too speedily through the neutral zone. Just finding the puck in their own end, uh, working through uh, the ice as we hit the commercial break here and. and Doing a nice job on the forecheck, John. Uh, That's something we haven't talked about yet uh, in this game, but Vegas has looked really good on the forecheck. They just did right there in the far corner. We're able to keep possession, get the puck back to the blue line, and they took a page out of Radko Gudis' book and uh, decided to put one on. But uh, a little bit of a different outcome as Bobrovsky's right there and swallows it up.
0: I know you kind of alluded to this earlier, but now after the Florida goal, and again I know I'll probably be transitioning a little bit on the color side, but I, I do want to see right now throwing on that hat there's a little bit of a settling-in period now where we kind of see a good pace of play, but the puck will get stopped on both ends and we get a low-scoring game for a little while longer. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a really intriguing
1: question to ask. I mean, at what point uh, with this one goal lead, are we going to see the, the Vegas Golden Knights either really try to step on the gas and widen the gap again, or if we start to get later in the game, uh, you know, I don't think they've ever gone into a shell necessarily, but they've been very comfortable
2: and we see those, those moments in the game when they shift their strategy a little bit uh, mm-hmm. and
1: just allow themselves to possess, you know, work from zone to zone, not necessarily prioritizing uh, offensive opportunities. Yeah, it's going to be really intriguing to see uh, not only how the, the lead continues to shift, if it does, but how the leader uh, responds in, in the game
0: overall. Yeah, we're going to see that. And again, in between Paul Maurice and Bruce Cassidy, again, no disrespect. These are both great coaches. But I also think Bruce Cassidy is a little bit of a master class as far as a tactician, as far as all that is concerned. And who will know what the time is on that end. We're looking for a deflection on the top set from a Montour shot as we check back in from the commercial part of it. And that was almost to the five hole from Reinhardt of Aiden Hill. That was pretty close.
1: Yes, it certainly was. Uh, that's a great replay there on the, on the TNT side. And, uh, we're back underneath the action. That's a trademark John Oddism. So I'll let you get back to the play-by-play.
0: So White Claw, this one bounces up in the air. It's stopped by Bobrovsky and now picked up Lumberg. We'll try to just sweep at this thing, a little bit of curling action. as it's picked up now near the left side of the red line in Vegas. Well, William Carlson, again, he's one of the multiple ten goal scorers here in the playoffs. Good stutter step. Amadio able to stay on his feet, and this will get picked off here for Cousins. This will get this here for Stahl near the right side. Dot, he'll spin as this is just flipped away. Eric Stahl, and then dumped in across the red line now so the shots on goal board total is low 13-12 but Vegas has the all-important 2-1 advantage right now this is stolen by Mark Stone the captaincy has got it slob at the blue line here comes the exaggerated bomb and this one goes way wide Shea Theodore was holding on to that circle button for quite a while as this is picked up now Worked around the net near the left side dot. Vegas still trying to spin this around with Brett Howden. And now Chandler Stevenson. He's looked pretty good in this contest. Here's another ripper of a slap shot as Bobrovsky looks behind him. And now Theodore gets it down deep. Stone able to play this and across the blue line now as Vegas continues to try to work this around the horn. Barkov, the captaincy for Florida, able to get this one out as this goes Right there the middle of the neutral zone, but 11.05 left to go in the second. John Nader with him in the play-by-play alongside Cooper Hopkins. This is Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Final. Vegas just needs one more. Florida's down 3-1 yet again. They were down against Boston, but now they got to do this with Amathika Chuck. Again, it's a steep hill to climb against a team like Vegas, but you got to imagine you have the confidence they've done some of these things before. As this is picked up now, Petrangelo whole we'll spin get away from a stick left to get this in across the red line now now here's a rush jack eichel Barbashev, wide open there's a chance and this one goes wide I not not score Barbashev, it's in the middle of a slot as one of the panthers gets absolutely upended i thought for sure that was going to be a goal Vegas still with it, Eichel with the spin, Bobrovsky makes the stop with the right pad, as this is madness, in behind the net right now, Barbashev will pick it up, Eichel, here's Petrangelo, he lets the rocket go, shoots it way wide from in close, he would have wanted better there, in behind the net now, as we got halfway through this game, we got 30 minutes left to go in regulation, Barbashev rocking the blue line as Petrangelo, and he'll backhand this one deep. This is all with Vegas now. Eichel will spin for the third time, able to pick it back up and get a couple of skates. Boy, is Jack excellent with the puck. This bounces off Bobrovsky's glove hand, and Verhage finally able to get this out. That was absolute chaos as Vegas, here's a 150-foot pass, jump scores! Alec Martinez! Leave it to the cup winner, John, to extend the
1: lead to two goals again. It is 3-1 Golden Knights. The last two and a half minutes of play are uh, uh, roughly three shifts or so by the home team, John. Some of the best hockey I've seen them play in this series, and they have played some
2: damn good hockey. Yeah. My goodness, it was relentless play in the offensive zone,
1: just exhausting the Florida Panthers. And this was on a change, John, as we see the overhead camera replay. Bobrovsky tries to make the save with the blocker. Martinez with a snap wrister from just inside the circle on the near side. My goodness, Vegas doing what they do best, just not
0: allowing Florida to get any rhythm in this game. It's 3-1 yet again. I know. We just talked about it. I mentioned the first period with Alec Martinez. Today was the anniversary of them beating the Rangers and getting the GWG. Man, that feels absolutely poetic that Alec Martinez can do it again. Not only were they gassed, I mean, he's wide open near The left side dot. He makes no mistake about it. That was a double overtime goal in Game 5, and they're just showing it on TNT. Good on them. Here's a broken twig, one of the Panthers without a stick. And here come the Golden Knights again. Keegan Colsard, Gudis, will pin him to the boards. Keegan emerges with it. Here's a sauce pass, middle of traffic extra chance for Vegas. They don't shoot. It's White Cloud. He lets it go. And this shot gets blocked as it's sent back around. William Carlson. This feels like hyenas on raw hamburger meat. As this is picked up now for... Florida, they can't get it out! In the middle of a slot, Vegas trying to locate with Carlson! And he just gets stick-lifted at the last moment as it's sent back around the end boards now. Didn't get a chance to call Josh Mahura's name too much, but again, that stick is near the right side. Dot, Vegas picks up one, but there's a broken twig right in the middle of the circles. Vegas with it, centered on a front big stop Bobrovsky! But it's not cleared! Now, Riley Smith will get this to the blue line side. Shape the in or near the right side dot. Fans are standing and waving the towels. This is unrelenting pressure near the right side dot. Here's a chance for Smith into the traffic. Bobrovsky in the middle. Scores! Riley Smith!
1: It's over. It is over, John. And I can't believe it. But if somehow Florida had gotten to this point, To the to near the mountaintop, as you like to say, in this Stanley Cup final, with a a goaltender any lesser than Sergei Bobrovsky, we've already seen Vegas score seven goals in this Stanley Cup final. John, we could be talking about multiple, multiple double-digit goal-scoring wins. This team is absolutely dialed in. There is nothing that the Florida Panthers can do. The Game is effectively over, my friend. And now it's just about what's the final score going to be. The Vegas Golden Knights
0: just doing their jobs tonight. Incredible stuff. That was Carlson in between the wickets to Riley Smith for a goal right in the middle of a slot. And again, you can say whatever you want about Vegas, but Cooper and I have been giving them full marks. This pressure that they've shown with the extension of the last five and a half is some of the best pressure that I've seen since the opening game of last year in the playoffs between the Rangers and the Lightning, and we remember that game well, don't we?
1: Yeah, we absolutely do. I know it always sounds like hyperbole, you know. Of course, we want to uh, we want to put a dramatic spin on this game, which is very much looking like the last game of the season here. With Vegas poised to win, they have just drilled drilled Florida in the face with punch after punch after punch, and there is no answer, John. It's incredible to watch, and it's frankly frightening, because if Vegas can keep this up, they might be the new Tampa Bay Lightning looking for a repeat.
0: Again, the window is now in the sense of it. As far as everything else at their depth, you would think for the next couple seasons they would still be close on that side before they start to lose some of those other pieces, but... As they've said, the windows right now, near six, they won the cup. And, boy, I mean, this is an absolute beatdown of epic proportions. And what say Matthew Kachuk's on the ice right now. I don't think this changes the narrative of this game at all.
2: No, right you are. And uh, that was, again, that was Riley Smith scoring the most recent goal with assists from Carlson and Theodore. And Carlson looked
1: just Uh, elite on that play, finding a a, a streaking Smith coming through the backside, goes through his own legs to get the pass completed. Uh, 6.40 to go here, John, in the second. You keep going on this play-by-play because I'm sure there are more goals to come. Florida potentially with a desperation goal or two, but Vegas is not done, it seems.
0: Yeah, I was certainly kind of wondering how I would feel about this game considering the result that we think was going to be in hand, but Again, I, I don't think my feelings and everything else have changed. I, I just love what I'm seeing for Vegas right now, and there won't be any sour taste in my mouth. so between the legs to Eichel! As they try to get a goal for him, and who knows, right now you might want to do that for Jack. Again, he's been doing everything else. Here's a slap shot. As this goes around the inboards. Vegas certainly not done. Barbashev keeps it in. And Bobrovsky will hold on to it, Again, I challenge any goaltender at this moment to try to change this narrative here. I think Bobrovsky's done everything he could possibly do.
1: Yeah, there are a couple things here that I want to point out. First of all, one is just a different way of saying what we've already said, John. Vegas looks like they are in a scrimmage against themselves. It looks like they are are executing plays that they draw up in practice with their coaches. And maybe get to, you know, get to put into play uh, a handful of times throughout a season. Well, they've done that now on consecutive shifts, where we're going through the legs, blind, no look <laughs> passes, perfectly connected, tape to tape, and and the, it could be six
2: to one right now. Yeah. And that's just over the course of the last handful of minutes. The second thing I'll say is we hit the break, which is a short. Uh, observation, Sergei Bobrovsky, and the reason
1: why we're in this commercial break right now, Sergei Bobrovsky freezes the puck. It bounces to him. There is not a Vegas Golden Knight within 50 feet, John. The only player close to him is one of his defenders. He freezes the puck for a stoppage anyway, just
0: so his team can catch their breath. That's where we are in this game. Yeah, I think you summed it up perfectly. Bobrovsky, again, I, I, I would do, do the same thing right now at this point because you nailed it. It does look like a scrimmage right now. Again, we're going to have our full post game and everything else because it certainly seems like it's a formality at this point. Again, I'll only be a little bit sad because it'll be our last hockey broadcast of this season, but I will have some particulars at the end of it as far as we give our thank yous and goodbyes and let you know what's going on in front of it. But make no mistake about it, I'll just say this now as we're in the middle of the second period. Florida has nothing to be embarrassed about. They're going to be proud of everything else that they've done right now. Again, Vegas, the only reason why we haven't talked about them as much during this season is because of Toronto, of Florida, of Boston, of Carolina, of the Rangers, all these other teams that were just the New Jersey Devils out exceeding their own expectations. Vegas able to sit in the limelight and just casually take out their opponents very silently because... They've been one of the best teams all year, but that's the reason why they haven't been talked about as much.
1: Yeah, no, it's, it's certainly part of the narrative, John, and we will continue to talk about it as this game continues and ultimately concludes. And uh, we are back underway with another Vegas opportunity right there, deflection saved by Bobrovsky. You keep it going, my friend. Uh, there's going to be lots more action to come. And again, like we said, it's just going to be, what will the final score end up being when, the, uh, when it's all said and done?
0: So I think I went with 4-1 to one or 5-2. to two. I said at least a three-goal margin. We're already at 4-1. So go for the over for me now, I guess, on that end. But at least I can go 3-for-3 three three on the predictions. And at least we got to a game five to do this. But again, I think I can Prince on that side for game four is this shot gets saved by Hill. But let's face it. You've given Aiden Hill three extra goals to work with, and he's already shown you he's not going to give those up.
1: No, he's not. He's just not And you know I love the reactions From a few fans You can see on the broadcast Here after he made that save Which was listen Not particularly difficult I mean hey It's still a wrister From an NHL Or you gotta be uh, On your piece and cues As John Ott likes to say But you know You're getting fans Jumping up And doing the Wayne's world
2: We are not worthy Arm bowing Which, uh, which is true Aiden Hill Has been a revelation Interesting to see What's gonna
0: happen With Persuas Hill And the, the goaltending situation But we'll get there Plenty to talk about As we continue it's very fitting on the TNT side to show Alec Martinez, will he be a three-time Stanley Cup champion? Here's a steal right in the middle of the slot, Those are about five minutes left to go mercifully in this second period, but again, we're going to enjoy doing this broadcast, so I'm certainly enjoying it, as it's picked up now for Barkov, near the right side duck, and recollected now, as this will be slap shot around the end boards, again, the... Stahl brothers, they were able to get to the finals alongside of it. Here's a chance of the oh, middle sliding and Hill says no. And everybody's started to wave the towels because that was a monumental save. Even though it's a three-goal lead, that sounds a lot better than two. Picked up off the backhand, no look chance. And this goes around the inboards. That is the fifth no-look pass of the second period. This shot goes almost off the right side of the post, and that's not an exaggeration. As Amadio. Now from Nicholas Waugh. Then he tries to deliver a hit there. Nick Waugh knocks down one of the Panthers. It's an opportunity now as this gets picked up by VGK off a couple of stick chops. Waugh almost steals it. Picked up by Barbashev, He's canceled off by Babrowski. And Barbashev's second bid goes wide, but it goes off the inboards to White Cloud. Eichel, stutter steps, sweet move, drops it back to White Cloud. This will go D to D. This is played and off the wall. Jack will get to it again. As he's the only Golden Knight there near the right side. Dot plays it off the backhand. Now stutter steps across the blue. Power move into the middle. And this one gets knocked away. Florida just trying to get this out. They do. This gets sent all the way down the ice. And it'll be blown dead against the Panthers.
1: You know what? There's three minutes and 37 seconds to go here in the second period, John. And again, I really do I I, I exercise caution because I don't want to oversell what we're seeing here or try to put a spin on it that isn't necessary. Look, the Florida Panthers have done so much to get to this point, but my eyes don't deceive me. It looks like they have turned down the dial just a little bit. I'm seeing them stretch with their sticks a little bit more. The pace seems to have dropped just a touch for Florida. I don't want to say there's any giving up by any stretch, but I think that these players at this level know where they stand and know where this game stands it's got to be tough to keep yourself motivated when uh, basically the Vegas Golden Knights are now 23 minutes away from uh, reaching the highest point
0: in this profession yeah essentially because the crowd is also serenading a chance in the middle of the slot this one gets saved by Bobrovsky this will stay in play near the right side of the boards Bob will play it he'll flip this very harder on the right side in boards but this will go back to Alex Petrangelo and again, when you think about those names again on the D-line side, Petrangelo, Martinez, you got some multiple-time st- Stanley Cup champions. One-time scores! Mark Stone.
1: Well, guess what, friends?
0: <laughs> the captain is
1: the uh, the captain's one away from a hat trick now. You know why? Why not? Uh, why not get one of all varieties, my friend? Well, you know, I'll get a shorty. I'll get one at 5-on-5, and you know what? I bet Vegas will get one more power play before this night is done. Mark Stone just doing the job. This is what I keep saying, is they are moving their feet, they are finding space, they are letting shots go, and the shots are right on. That one, I will say, for Bobrovsky, probably the only one I've seen in this series, John, that he would fully want back. That one beat him under the right bicep. I think normally he makes that save. Even the great Sergei Broprovsky, with the playoff run that he's had, it seems that the focus is starting to wane just a bit for that netminder
2: as well, John.
0: Man, this is a demolishing that you don't often see. Again, we talk about a 7 nothing last year and a 7-2 in Game 2, but I'm talking about a pro- propensity of a, a clincher. You don't get these very often, and if you're Vegas fans, you better relish it because... Who knows when you'll be back here again for something like this?
1: Yeah, this is special stuff, and it's basically, John. We are watching not to uh, not to lean too heavily into the the medieval or the uh, the royalty analogies, but we are watching the coronation. Uh, this Vegas team has been special from their very first game as a franchise in the National Hockey League, uh, and a mere six years later, after they came into existence, John. They are uh, now, it's effectively a formality, they are about to become Stanley Cup champions. Incredible stuff.
0: Again, the only sad thing about it and the side of it is that it's going to end our broadcast for the season, but we'll give you the full uh, post game and everything else. We've still got another period, and if I'm Aiden Hill, I'm going to go ahead and say this now. 4 goal lead, I feel supremely confident, and I'm also supremely confident as we go to break, they're going to be backing up the Brinks truck if they want to keep Aiden Hill. Oh no doubt about it. After this performance uh,
1: in this series alone, you better believe that the brakes struck. Maybe two. Yeah, gonna have to uh, use a
2: couple of parking spaces.
1: Uh, and, and yeah, this is really really special stuff by the Golden Knights, and, it, and hard to believe. I mean, John, they have. This will be part of what we talk about as we continue to wrap things up here. Again, just like we felt in the first period, <laughs> still two minutes to go, and we're not talking about two minutes to go in the game. Two minutes to go in the second period. Yeah, we have. 22 minutes of regulation play left A lot of hockey Uh, But I I think everyone Who is even moderately paying attention Let alone the Florida Panthers and their staff Know that this one is pretty much In the books Uh, I'm sure somebody is updating the Wikipedia page already For the biggest (laughs) Golden Knights As the 2023 Stanley Cup champions But uh, you know what They deserve so so much credit Uh, And what I was alluding to In terms of this uh, story that we'll continue to talk about is the fact that the Golden Knights, John, have just changed the paradigm for what it means to be an expansion franchise. And Seattle has picked up that mantle. And I'm not just saying that because, of that's yes, that's my my hometown, where I was born, and I'm I'm proud, so thrilled that Seattle had the year that they had and the playoff run that they had and an unforgettable uh, 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 win over the defending Stanley Cup champions at the time. Major accomplishments. So they have taken that mantle ball and continue to move it down the field but Vegas remains the well, here's a pun for you, remains the gold standard. They have changed what it means to be an expansion team uh, the expectations will be forever changed and I think
0: beyond the NHL as well but we can get into those details uh, at any time in the third period because we're going to have a lot of time to chat my friend. Yeah, I still have some uh, second period intermission stuff to uh, talk about. Those be more quick hitters I think we'll be able to use that as far as our intermission ammo as far as what's ahead for the Golden Knights as well, because why not? As far as the scores considered, I don't think anyone would be uh, upset if I kind of leaned into that territory because I think it is a formality at this point. Again, we know that Florida is not going to concede as far as uh, maybe some of the effort level on the ice, but they're still out there now. You want to try to make sure to get a couple more. Maybe Vegas even gives up a couple more as they'll kind of call off the dogs, so to speak but they're not going to let this one slip away from them. I don't think there is any chance. This is Lindell. This one's flipped up in the air. Let's try to get shot out of the air by Montour, but Jack Eichel will get a chance to pick this up. And again, what a story it is for Jack Eichel when you think about it. The experimental neck surgery, Buffalo says no. Vegas says yes, they trade uh, Peyton Cribs and Alex Tuck. That really doesn't seem like a lot to give up, even though Tuck is exceptional on that end. They get Jack Eichel, he gets a year to heal, and a year in with his new team, he's going to be left in a Stanley Cup, and he's been dominant throughout the whole year. And you say, John, he hasn't scored any goals in this postseason. Well, I still raise you. He's got about 16 assists, about 25 points on that side, so he's been absolutely dominant. As Lombard will put this one in. This goes off the embankment and this will go back down to Florida. Florida will race for it, as this is blown dead with a minute two.
1: Yeah, so just a minute and two seconds to go here uh, in the second period. and uh, hmm. You know, most points in uh, potential series clinching games, John, since the 2018 postseason, you have three Golden Knights on that list. William Carlson, Riley Smith, and Jonathan Marchessault, with 17, 16, and 15 points respectively. Uh, when it comes to clinching... And that's any series in the playoffs, of course, not just uh, the Stanley Cup
2: final. Uh, This lineup knows what to do, and obviously the score shows.
0: They're doing it. That's incredible. I mean, I understand six years, original misfits and all that, but it's just been a propensity of winning. I mean, you make the conference final four out of six years, you make two Stanley Cup finals, and now you get to finish it off in year six. Again, only the Edmonton Oilers have done it faster. And the third fastest was the Philadelphia Flyers in seven years but again that's more of the original 6 side of it but still on that end that's an incredible company that the Golden Knights will put themselves in we know about what was given in the front of it but hey go out and take it go out and earn it and they've certainly done that right now and what I would hate is the revisionist history after tomorrow's side of it and say well Florida was beat up and they're not that good because you know some people are going to say that out there Vegas absolutely earn this right now and they are 20 minutes away essentially from a slobber knocker victory over a Cinderella Florida Panthers team as this gets picked up, Eichel, out of the air, Bobrovsky down and is it in is the question 1.2 well incredible sequence right here John and it
1: looks like it's not called a goal at this moment though the puck is technically in the back of the net Uh, we see Vegas celebrating uh, Bobrovsky was down are we getting a penalty a potentially a penalty shot uh, or no we are getting a goal call it's the 6th goal it's Michael Amadio getting credited credited with the 6th goal of the night and John we are still a second away from finishing the second period that was a deflection and we see it here in the overhead that bounces up and into the hockey pants of Bobrovsky Amadio gets, gets checked into the net did the puck ever
2: cross the line
0: so I'm looking at it now, a flipping puck by Riley Smith. It's blocked by the right shoulder armpit. It looks like it's in, but Mahura, I guess, is falling on Bobrovsky with no chance to make the save. The goal whistle has sounded with Amadio, and now we see the referees come back onto the ice.
1: Yeah, John, it looks like they took a quick look at it, and they are uh, going to stand by this call. So Amadio with a beautiful deflection on a shot from way out of the blue line. Handcuffs Bobrovsky was falling backwards, looking for that bouncing puck. And the uh, time will elapse here in the second period. Six to one, John. That's four goals scored by the Vegas Golden Knights in this period alone. The second period has been their bread and butter all playoffs long. It has been tonight as well. Man, and not just bread and butter. Add the steak, add the potatoes. My friend, it's like a Vegas buffet down there. They are having as much as they want, as many times as they want, any way they want it. All Golden Knights, 20 minutes to go before the
0: cup is lifted. Yeah, it was 24-8 to 8 in the second period heading into the Stanley Cup Finals. They've definitely added to that on that side. I know some people are going to disagree with me on this, but I think it's time, at least for Sergei Bobrovsky. You've already had the heroes welcome. Let's put in Alex Lyon and finish off the last 20 minutes.
1: Yeah, I think so as well, because you know what? He has endured something really difficult here tonight, uh, and frankly throughout this Stanley Cup final. Um, to say that he has been put to the test time and again is a massive understatement. The team in front of him, just listen, it is not a slight to the Panthers. The fact that they got here is incredible. They have a roster that deserves to be here. They did exactly what they needed to do, facing some incredibly talented teams. Again, it bears mentioning, including the <clears throat> best regular season ever in the history of yeah. professional hockey. They will never lose that that distinction, and they deserve to be in the Stanley Cup final. But the magic clearly ran out, really from puck drop. Basically, now we thought they'd come out slow in Game One because of the, the, the break, multiple days away as Vegas had to finish their series to get to the final. But basically, the magic ran out, and Bobrovsky, to your point, John, deserves a chance. Now he's not at home; he's not going to get a standing O. But maybe he will. Maybe these Golden Knights fans, which gets they get the, the short end of the stick a lot of times, and are not. Even I have said. Not the greatest fan base. A lot of people feel like they're spoiled. They've had tons of success that we just talked about since they became a franchise. Maybe they'll do the right thing if Bobrovsky does not come out for the second, excuse me, the third period. Um, or if there's maybe one more goal, which even that feels excessive, to have put him through another uh, goal-scoring uh, moment for the Knights and to watch them celebrate in front of him. I'd love to see him be able to just go out with his head held high. He did as much as he could do, John through as many games as possible, uh, and it's tough to see it end this way for a goaltender that was standing on his head for
2: so long.
0: It is, and on the side of it, Florida will be 1-7 and seven in the Stanley Cup Finals, but I'll just tell it to you honestly, in between 1996 and now 2023, as the season will get set to end in about 20 minutes or so of real time, in the sense of it, you had the Colorado Avalanche with Joe Sakic, Peter Forsberg, and Patrick Waugh, And now you have a Vegas Golden Knights team. That's probably one of the deepest that I can remember. Again, those household Hall of Famer names probably aren't in the forefront, but let's talk about it. Uh, Alex Petrangelo, multiple-time Stanley Cup champion. Martinez now, three-time Stanley Cup champion. you got a lot of host of experience that Vegas didn't have in 2018, but they certainly have it right now.
1: Yeah, no question about it. Um, You know, this is... uh... Now, just the, I mean, I have so many analogies in my head here. It's just the roulette wheel of you know, where is that where is that ball going to drop when it comes to the con Smythe? Um, and, and and you know, now I'm starting to think about the order uh, in which the Stanley Cup itself will be passed. Yeah. You know, from Mark Stone, who's going to get it next? Uh, you know, are you going to go with those original misfits, or is it going to be uh, is it going to be somebody else? It's it's fascinating stuff here. And the Golden Knights have played like the better team. They quite literally by every measurable metric. They are the better team uh, and they have they have earned the right to enjoy and how, how often does this happen John? You made a great point. We are now effectively in blowout territory. I think we're solidly in blowout territory. How often does a team that's about to win the Stanley Cup get to just kind of, not coast, but enjoy an yeah. entire period an entire period to themselves and soak in the moment. Because so often it comes down to, you know, as we saw the Alec Martinez replay uh, in double overtime winning winning <laughs> what was the fifth game against the Rangers. Sure, we love, we love a heart-pounding, you know, last-second, last-moment, uh, snatch-victory-away-from-your-opponent
2: uh, scenario. <clears throat> this is not that, but it's still special.
0: It is, and again, like you said, you get a chance to soak this all in. It's kind of like a victory lap. We know the job's not done yet, but essentially with the The score and everything else, again, 6-1, nobody's going to say otherwise on that end, but yeah, I mean, you essentially get to take all of your hard work that you've been waiting for. Again, for the Golden Knights, this has been a situation that started as soon as the entry draft. Again, I talked about it when I worked at the paper up here on the local side. You got a chance to watch it on the TV side and say, holy cow, Marc-Andre Florey, the first pick, wow, some of these other players. I think this is going to be a playoff team in year one. I was right about that. I didn't think that they were going to go to the finals. But you think, okay, immediate success. But the only thing that kind of turned me sour, not now at this point, because Barbashev and Teddy Bluger, those were some good acquisitions and they kind of did everything right. But those all in pushes year after year after year. But again, with all the talent and everything else in front of you, I know it'll start to go away now, but up until this point of when they're going to lift it in 20 minutes, I can't help but think about the uh, Joe Pavelski major penalty when the Sharks came back and scored all those goals and denied Vegas. Vegas has had some absolutely brutal losses, but now it's time for the Roost to get paid back.
1: Yeah, no question about it. Uh, It's a great summary by you. Um, they They have endured their fair share of uh, heart-in-your-throat moments where it doesn't go their way. And, and this time, and by this time, I mean this entire series, they have dominated in such a way that, uh, you know, this is going to go down as really one of the stronger uh, Stanley Cup final victories overall, uh, in, at least in recent memory. I mean, of course there have been sweeps. We've seen teams that were overmatched. Um, but the Panthers are a good squad. They just didn't have enough to push back against the Golden Knights team that was the best in the West, and they are playing like it. They're just simply not to be pushed around, John. Certainly not tonight. They're the only ones doing the pushing. It's a one-way street, and it's all Vegas.
0: Yeah, it is. It's just amazing to me that we get to this point. Again, I know there was a little bit of that in between the Denver Nuggets and the Miami Heat, but I can't remember too many times that I've seen this in a cup-clenching game like this, but sometimes – You get into these matchups, they kind of figured Vegas would be the house favorite. And yes, that is a pun in the sense of it. But yeah, we knew what they were going to be getting out of the West. Their, Their only point was to just try to get to it. It doesn't matter if it was Colorado, Seattle, or Dallas, whoever else was going to be in their way. I think at least when you go back into that locker room, again, I can't tell you this officially, but I think Vegas had probably the most confidence of anybody in that locker room outside of the Boston Bruins. I really, truly believe that.
1: Yeah, another good point by you. I mean, you know, yes, the numbers bear it out, and the, and the play, uh, the skill that we have watched uh, that those all bear it out. The eye test, of course, these things that we continue to mention, uh, but the, the things that we don't see too that are making those things so uh, such standouts, and it comes down to confidence and belief. Uh, it's really hard to quantify. We say those words, we hear those words uh, thrown around when when talking about sports, analyzing performances, individual, team, um, coaching, otherwise, uh, even management, right? And, but it takes all of those groups. Uh, we've been talking about franchises, whether it's the Flames or the Senators, even the Red Wings, that need all those pieces to come together. The way that they have come together for Vegas, and the proof is. On the ice. That's the, that's really the tip of the iceberg. The rest below the surface, um, are those X factor pieces that we don't uh, get full access to. You know, maybe we hear a sound bite. Maybe we get a good interview. Maybe there's something revealed by a player, um, t- from time to time or a coach. Uh, but that's what is the glue, uh, that's holding this thing together. And Vegas is so strong. They're just not to be broken. Um, and Florida had, you know, Florida had it. They had it, and sometimes you run into a team that has it in such a a, a significant degree more than you do, and you don't know it until you face it. And that's what happened to the Panthers. They are facing it now, and uh, I guess the only uh, saving grace here is they only have to face it for 20 more minutes.
0: Yeah, and I'm looking through some of the comments here. I know Prince was leaving some of the stuff in there for Alec on that end, for us to peruse. And I'm looking at some of it, and he said, honestly, with Kachuk, I don't think they had a without think they had a chance tonight but again I don't even really think it's just about Kachuk I'm just going to be completely honest as far as Florida and everything else yeah maybe they got away with some things against Boston where they thought that they might have had it and you had Patrice Bergeron playing through an injury but again Brad Marchand was right there to be able to try to finish it off but Bobrovsky stood on his head and said no Bobrovsky played big and it's one of those situations when you think about Florida and you think about some of these runs, sometimes you get the hot goaltending situation. And I'm not going to say it's at this point, but I do remember in an opportunity when it was the Dallas Stars that won in 99. Alongside Dominic Hoshik, uh Buffalo Sabres got there because of the Dominator on that end. But Brodsky was able to get them this far. But it comes down to having that depth, having those other pieces. You could talk about Marceau, you could talk about Stone, Carlson, all the original misfits, all the way to the Cows come home. But I could also raise you all six D-men. I can raise you Aiden Hill. I can raise you some of that bench depth. Vegas really had it all. This is a team that's really good all the way across the board. They have some guys that probably don't have the complete star value, but hey, let's talk about it like we did with Seattle. You have multiple guys all over the place that can score you 20 goals. They can go out and get you a goal. They can go out and get you a stop. And they play the correct system that you need to when they keep everything in front of the goaltender clean. Florida had a lot of good things this year, but sometimes when it's Kachuk, when it's Bobrovsky or some of these other pieces, when you only have two or though two or three of those hitting at one time, when Vegas is hitting the whole way through, it's just an impossible task to ask.
1: It is, it is. Um, you know, and excuse me for using this as a segue, John, but in turn, and I know you had some things lined up for the second period, and it seems like we're uh, we're leading into the improvisation mm. and just based on what's uh, been put in front of us in this, you know, yeah. what is sure to be a massive victory for the the Golden Knights tonight. So when you're talking about a massive task, a huge task is going to be deciding and determining what to do with the goaltending situation in Vegas. Uh, Aiden Hill, all of a sudden, who, remember, once upon a time, we think about, you know, I, uh, I threw them under the bus a bit a couple of broadcasts ago when we talked about the struggles of the San Jose Sharks. Once upon a time, Aiden Hill, San Jose Shark. Right. Um, and, you know, now is, is truly making a name for himself and will be regardless of staying, going, extension, you know, uh, status quo, Aiden Hill now will be the legend. Um, you know, no slouch is, is Laurent Bossois, but Aiden Hill uh, was going to be remembered as the man, uh, and he will uh, lift the cup tonight and injuries be damned, but that's the, that's the way it goes in professional sports. You know, I don't want to completely uh, open a Pandora's box here and, and have us have a You know, long-form conversation that runs into the start of the third period, but off the top of your head, what do you think? Is there a best move for Vegas, or do they just need to, I mean, it's going to be a whirlwind and parades have to be planned and take place, et cetera, et cetera. Is there a best plan for for Aiden Hill? Do you think there's something being formulated
0: right now based on his play, or uh, are are you expecting anything in that regard? Look, we can be honest here, Cooper, instead of the discussions, are probably already been in-house. But to your point, I'm looking at cap-friendly right now in the sense of it, Aiden Hill's 27. You got Quick, Aiden Hill, and Laurent Bossois are all UFAs. And again, you got five different goaltenders alongside uh, Yuri Patera. We'll throw him in there too, the rookie, that have all played a key role in for the Golden Knights to get here. But who have I left out? Signed for two more years is Logan Thompson, who was the original all-star vote for the Golden Knights, and he was voted on the goalie side. Do you go ahead and say, Aiden Hill, it's been a, a big run, but we're not going to give you the $4.5 million or more that you're probably asking for, and we're going to go ahead and stick with Logan Thompson for another cool $766,000.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, that's why it's, uh, it's basically a rhetorical question for me. I wish I uh, had a, a clean answer for you. Um, You know, part of me wants to say Aiden Hill has been so strong and made such legendary saves uh, under such pressure. What more proof do you need? Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, can it be sustained over a regular season? Of course, that remains a question. But you know that when the pressure's on, he can perform. You see how high his ceiling is. To me, boy, I'm trying to find a way
0: to keep him, if at all possible. And I'm looking at a situation too, just to be honest with you, it seems like Vegas will be able to keep the majority of their team, with the exception of Mabel, maybe uh, Dora Feyev. we only seen him a couple times, Brett Howden is an RFA, he's been pretty good alongside Ivan Barbashev, Teddy Bluger, and Phil Kessel, Phil Kessel is going to get his name on the cup yet again, so that's pretty cool for Phil the Thrill, but the majority of the Vegas Golden Knights will be here again for next year. After that, as we've talked about, again, the windows now, after that going into 25, this is going to look like a completely different team. We've had that same talk about the Calgary Flames and some of these others. But, yeah, I mean, you're looking at a situation right now where Vegas is already over the cap. Again, I agree completely with what you're saying as far as what Aiden Hill is going to be able to bring. But there really is a question and concern if you can actually bring him back under the right number.
1: Yeah, no, it's, I mean, listen, we've, we've walked ourselves into a, a pretty challenging uh, topic here, John, because I don't think there's any quote-unquote right answer. Um, and, you know, as we've seen uh, many times, many, many times, um, even with Matthew Kachuk, uh, we, we think about, okay, yeah, he, he had high-level success in Calgary, hmm but felt uh, that that was not going to be the right place for him long-term, at least vocalized that, allowed the team a little bit of flexibility. And it became, uh,
2: at least on paper, a win-win, right? The player gets to go where he wants to go, Mm -hmm. to a new scenario.
1: Um, He has a heart Trophy-level season. He becomes, effectively, a superstar over the course of the season and a playoff run. Um, If he wasn't already, I mean, I think even beyond... The, the, you know, the, the, the pool of hockey fans that knew him to be a star um, and I, the reason I bring him up not only because we're dealing with the Panthers and the Golden Knights tonight but you think about Aiden Hill who is just at the very infancy of kind of making himself into a star or potentially a star um, a lot of it's going to ride on what he wants as well because he has that status
0: where he's going to have a say and if he wants he to go somewhere where that might be right? so we'll see how it plays out and again, let's talk about it even from the last year's side. We had to have those same conversations with Darcy Kemper, and he went to the Capitals.
1: A great play. There you go. Keeping it in the, in the, in the blue paint. That's right. There are plenty of uh, examples of goaltenders moving, uh, having either more success, less success, um, fading away, or, or becoming big names. And uh, Aiden Hill at least has given himself an opportunity. You know, you could look, John. I've, Think about Jake Ottinger uh, yeah. you know, different, little younger, but right, kind of, kind of made a name for himself in that series against Calgary that went to seven games with the Johnny Gaudreau winner. Um, that of course I will never forget, but that was really his coming out party. And then of course you know he's still under contract with the Stars, uh, and then has the series, excuse me, the season that he just had, uh, and looks fantastic. One of the best goaltenders in the in the NHL. Um, you know, could that be? Could Aiden Hill be that for Vegas? Even when they have tons of other goaltending talent, it's a it's a I guess in a way a good problem to have, but still a problem. So we we'll, we will see, won't we?
0: Yeah, we will have to because there's going to be a lot of uh, finagling as far as the cap situation for this team. But as we've said, going into next year. The outlook, I would think, for the Golden Knights is going to be remarkably the same. Again, as as hard as it is to repeat, I think Cooper nailed it pretty much getting into the, the end of the first period. Again, that's kind of where we already knew where the game was going to go. In the sense of, well, Tampa was able to win multiple cups. that's probably going to be the expectation for Vegas, but I will at least tell you this. Vegas is going to be one of those teams that's probably going to be top two in the Pacific, and then we'll figure out after that because... When you get to the extra hockey year after year after year, it does start to take a toll on you. And you think about the longevity of this team. I mean, boy, I know Jack Eichel, it's a $10 million cap hit over the next couple of years. But that seems like an absolute value for a player like that because he's a superstar right now at 26. And, I mean, again, we we'll go into it between Tuck and Peyton Krebs. If that's all it takes to get you Jack Eichel, how come every other... Uh, GM didn't make that move.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's looking like uh, an absolute golden goose right now. And I know, yes, I get golden knights. Ha ha. Okay, all right. This is too many puns for me on my side, but inadvertent, I promise. But Jack Eichel, I mean, listen, you you make you were basically you just reminded me, John, that he's only 26. He's playing like he is five years older than he is, and in the true prime, maybe the latter
2: portion of the prime of his career. Uh, but he still has room to grow. Yeah. He's now just entering his prime. It's, inc- it's insane to think about. And, and again, to
1: continue our theme from a moment or two ago, uh, of course, we were talking about Aiden Hill. And, you know, when we got to Kachuk and we got to Ottinger, we got to Kemper, thinking about players in new environments
2: with new teams and flourishing.
0: Yes. Look no further than number nine in Vegas done, de- done Sign Seal delivered
1: he is, he is stepping into who he really can be as a superstar and he's had a fantastic game tonight just to put a point on it um, really excited and by hold, literally holding my head up in the air by no means have I been a, a Golden Knights fan but man oh man watching Jack Eichel grow as a member of this team makes it so much more exciting to see uh, what they are doing now and what they can do moving forward.
0: Yeah, it's just better for the game of hockey, because he's turned himself into a flat-out superstar. There'll be people that'll look at it and say, hey, he hasn't scored a goal in this series. Who cares? Look how much he's dominating, how many points he's gotten, how much he's leading his team.
1: Yeah, and you know, you cannot tell me. We talked about the X factors and what happens in the room and the confidence and belief. You can't tell me him bouncing back, quite literally bouncing back, after that clean Matthew Kuchuk hit, one of the hardest open ice hits I've seen in memory, at least in my memory. For him to respond that way, and not only to come back in the series, but to play again in that game, yeah, you can't tell me, John, that didn't rev up his entire squad and push them even further to this inevitable outcome, or seemingly inevitable outcome, of lifting the Stanley Cup.
0: So as it stands right now, we got 1835 left to go in this third period. And it's been all but a formality, and we can say that as much in the first period. Sometimes that's the way it goes, but it doesn't make this broadcast any less fun. This does get flipped back down, but Broski is back out there. I won't disagree with Paul Maurice on that so, but I figured he might give him a breather. But they're going to give him a hero send-off. Nick Cousins, this is saved by Aiden Hill, and this is picked up now by Aaron Eckblad. He's got the long goal for Florida. That sounds good, but Vegas has six on the board. And again, we can talk about it. This will be another opportunity here, Cooper. When Vegas gets three or more, they win. They haven't lost since 2020 on that side. And the only time Florida won is when Vegas had two in the overtime that we called in the Game 3 side. As this is picked back up now, again there's we want the cup chance. There's a little bit of everything there at T-Mobile Arena, and we will wonder what the parade's going to look like. It is Vegas, indeed. You might get some more buffer insinuations. <laughs> Here's Barkov. Here's the slapper. This one gets blocked and picked up by the mustard goldie. Only question now is how much will Vegas probably press? This is probably shell territory at this point. Make sure there's nothing in the middle of the slot for Florida because they can essentially take a victory lap, and you don't often say that in clinching games. 17 shots and 9 of the block shots, got about 17.15 left to go in the NHL season. The Vegas Golden Knights are going to win the Stanley Cup they're about It's uh, 2018 since they last made it, but now they'll get a chance to finish it off in 2023. Ryan Hart gets a short side save by Hill. He's been tremendous throughout this series.
1: Yep. Hill, yet again, uh, you know, he gets a little bit handcuffed on a deflection from Lomberg. Uh, again, the Panthers just just throwing pucks at net, uh, and uh, Hill tried to snatch that with the trapper. Couldn't get it, but another nice save on a fluttering puck uh, that was coming in his direction. Uh, he's going to get his name on the cup in 17 minutes, John, as of the rest of the Golden Knights.
0: It's uh, just the road to the ceremony at this point. In between, as Cooper said, the Sharks, the Arizona Coyotes, Aiden Hill gets an opportunity to land with Vegas. Was a really good squad, but he's got to be able to get the job done in net, make a name for himself, and Aiden Hill did just that. Again, on the other side, in between some of the coverage I heard on ESPN from Kevin Weeks, he called Maiden Chill because that's what he looks like in net. I think that's certainly been the case, but he's also been not afraid to throw some fisticuffs and some. Blocker punches, I mean, he's kind of done everything right now. And that against the green paddle save in game one, I mean, that was his effort personified. You can call him unorthodox if you want. I just see a man that confidently stops pucks. I don't think he can say anything bad about him. So here's a chance now for Aaron Eckblad, and we'll get this one in. Pick it up off the backhand for Bennett. Here's Aaron, fake the slapper. And the high slide, here comes the bomb for Forsling, and this is picked up for Bennett. Gustav will get this now, back to Aaron Ekblad, walk the blue line back to Forsling, Forsling now, he'll let it go, it seems like Florida playing a little more free and loose now with the chances from the blue line considering the score line. would have liked to see a little bit more of that as far as this series rather than the 6-7 passes before a turnover. Ivan Barbershev about to get his name on the cup again, he got punched right across the face as this is picked up now for Eichel, we'll drop it here, Nick Cousins, he gets the interception, Florida. We'll recollect this here with Ryan Lumberg, we'll get around a couple stick twigs, knocks Shea Theodore down, Is Lumberg able to keep it alive amongst his knees, and this go back here for Raikogudis. In the high slot now, Nick Cousins into the traffic, and I'm wondering if Nick Cousins scores, do I still get five bucks on that side, Is <laughs> this is picked up by Theodore. He flips it down the ice, Vegas has it, they'll take their change. 15-10 left to go on the third. John Henry with you alongside Cooper Hopkins. We still got Alec Nava, and we got Sean with us on that side as well. We appreciate you boys on that end. Bobrovsky will play it. This takes a bad bounce, but Florida able to get a piece of it. Nick Haig will fire it at the net. It's stolen. Picked up now. Surprised there is no penalty called at this point, but again, I probably shouldn't say that considering what game we're in, as this is a slap shot. Broken twig for Haig! Bounced up in the air, it goes off the outside of the post as Bobrovsky was dead to rights. It's a three on two, Vegas has the three back, and they'll fire a long shot, it's a snazzy glove save for Aiden Hill.
1: Yeah, Aiden Hill just continuing to do uh, what needs to be done, and at this point, (laughs) he could uh, could grab his phone and uh, read, uh, you know, he could read the news, he could play some solitaire. Uh, he could really do anything because uh, when you have a 5 goal cushion and a team that's this good in front of you, man oh man, uh, no, no question about it. He's had to be brilliant. But, uh, yeah, his teammates have really picked him up. And it's uh, unfortunate on the other side, not to end on a down note, but uh, Bobrovsky just hasn't had the same experience, has he?
0: No, he hasn't. Let me give you the retrospective uh, question here before I get back into the play-by-play. I saw the sign from a Vegas fan. It said I could have sold my seat for $10,000, but I wanted to see the cup lifted. If it was the Flames, would you pay ten k? You know it. <laughs> it would be the same thing for me with the wings. I would do the same thing because I want to see it. I've never been there to see it lifted, so I am pretty jealous. I've never been to a uh, Stanley Cup Finals game. I'd like to get to one at one point. There's a pickup off the backhand. Reinhardt keeps it alive nicely. Montour walks the blue line. Here's a extra slap shot. This goes around the end boards, but this goes back for Montour, but he can't hold the line.
1: Yeah, you know, a good sequence there by Florida. I like to see that they're uh, that they're still that they're still trying. I mean, I know it sounds simple, but they are still making an effort. Uh, this would be the scenario of all scenarios where you might expect them to uh, to just completely take their foot off the gas uh, and, and let themselves. Coast off the cliff, John, and accept their fate. But uh, it's nice to see some sharp passing right there. They put a good puck on net, uh, and then ultimately the stoppage now. Uh, but, you know, I wouldn't hate seeing just a, a for a moral victory, which I know they would argue there is none, but maybe one more goal for the Panthers just to lift their spirits and, and let them yeah. end on a slightly higher note.
0: I'd agree with that. I also want to throw this out there, too. Uh, I said this last year when it was the President's Trophy winners for the Florida Panthers. Let's not forget about that. I know there's been a lot of trades. We talked about that especially early in the season alongside the Flames with Huberto and company. But I thought it was an interesting decision after getting pasted against the big brother in the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-0 in the second round for them to go ahead and fire Andrew Burnett and hire Paul Maurice. I think Paul Maurice with this performance to get to the Stanley Cup Finals, he's put himself in a pretty good situation where they like him as the bench boss. Oh no question about it, yeah. When you do something like this,
1: um, yeah, big big credit. Uh, we haven't, uh, you know, I always lean into the phrase tip of the cap. Well, you've uh, brought it to my doorstep, John. So thank you. My, my first and probably not last tip of the cap. Uh, of the night's going to go to Paul Maurice because what a what a performance, and to lead that coaching staff and be able to lead these men uh, as
2: far as he has in uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs to within. You know, just a,
1: a few victories of the ultimate prize. And uh, and still, playing with pride, even though they are basically out of it at this point, uh, that's a lot of credit there to Paul Maurice.
0: And again, Cooper, we can talk about this really quickly. It was two and, a half, two and a half months of nonstop good hockey just to get there. And when we talked about maybe two and a half weeks left, we were wondering if Florida was even going to make the postseason.
1: No question. No question. Here they are. Obviously, it's about to come to an end. But uh, by by any stretch, there was no guarantee they'd even uh, be here, let alone a, a part of the playoffs in general. Uh, so great work by the Panthers as they uh, currently have the puck with 13.45 to go. And it's bouncing in the near corner. And John, will let you get back into it as we get closer and closer to a Stanley Cup presentation.
0: Stall sends us at the net, Cousins at the doorstep trying to find it, and another good save for Aiden Hill.
1: Wow, that's actually big stuff right there. One of his better saves of the game right there is he has to stay really patient, and uh, a bouncing puck was headed toward the near post to his left side. He sees it through traffic. That was actually White Cloud, and uh, maybe it was Haig there, someone on the doorstep as well. Yes, Haig. Cousins was close by. Uh, and then a puck was put on, and he's able to freeze that thing. So will he's staying sharp as well.
0: 1335 away from destiny for the Vegas Golden Knights. Again, it doesn't matter how they got there, but they're at this point right now. And they could be right at the precipice of the mountaintop. They already are. They just got to take a couple extra steps. Maybe not even so. Just let everything implode. They already got it. Here's a chance off the steal. Stop for the hat trick and that shot goes wide. Boy, this would have tore the roof off the building. It's already ready to be anyway. Here's a drop pass. Oh, what a save by Hill! He just robbed through Claire! What else can we say,
1: John? I'm not even going to raise my voice. Not that I'm judging you for, because that was an incredible moment. But Aiden Hill, uh, again, this is to our conversation. He just put a highlight save on when he had no business doing so. He has no reason to give that extra effort. He slides right to left, diving across the crease, and his entire team jump up off the bench in disbelief. He continues to be absolutely fantastic, John.
0: If you think you had any opportunity on the other end of your Florida, Aiden Hill emphatically Capital N O exclamation point as this gets sent back down. Here's Montour now as this will get picked up here. Bennett, Bennett now will try to take this left or right. Be some open ice probably for Florida to work with. Stall right down the middle for Bennett and Hill slides over again.
1: At this point, it's just he's making it look routine, (laughs) John. I mean, that's a shot by Sam Bennett who is an excellent goal scorer, uh, an all-around player in this league, and he just shuts the door, Hill does. He just freezes him out. It's brick wall territory now in the crease on Vegas' side. And you know what? What a mentality this goaltender has. You know what what i just crossed my mind? He's probably pissed off that he doesn't have the shutout
0: still. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, some of these other saves right now offer a long shot off a screen. The last three that we described are absolutely goal-scoring opportunities right down the center breakdowns. As Vegas, they're giving up stuff because it's 6-1. to one. But absolutely, this could have easily been a 6-3 game. Declare absolutely should have scored. I feel like I'm repeating that word a lot, but I have to, as this is picked up now for White Cloud and toward the right side boards. And across the red line now, this is flipped in. Bobrovsky will play it. As we get, we want the cup chance. We know this is happening right now. Here's another steal for Barbashev, but Bobrovsky holds on.
1: Yeah, a bit of a close one right there. I mean, obviously, we're not uh, we're not leaning too heavily into analysis here because with 12-01 to go, we know uh, where things stand uh, in this game, in this series, and in the season. But uh, that was a nice job by Barbashev. I actually thought he might have been uh, able to draw a penalty right there on a tripping call, but nothing. Uh, Nothing doing in terms of whistles. I think the referees feel like us, John. We know where this is headed. Let's let this thing play out and the celebration begin.
0: I will say this, even though Bruce Cassidy probably was looking for a penalty or something there, what I did see across Bruce Cassidy's eyes, again, he's in this moment and stuff, but he's kind of seeing some of these chances in the slots, some of these icings. He wants his team to clean it up and finish it out the correct way. I can tell that on his face. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. You know, a coach is still a coach. The expectations don't change whether or not it's game one in the regular season or you're 11 minutes away from winning it all, as the Vegas Golden Knights are. Uh, I love that. He's unwavering and uh, has that bar set high. That's part of the reason why they're here, and it's lucky number seven, John. I stepped all over you. I'm sorry, my friend. That will likely be my last play-by-play of this season with you, and it is the seventh goal of the night for Vegas with 11.38 to
0: play, John, absolutely amazing stuff. And fittingly, the player we were just talking about, yep. it's Barbashev, who finishes
1: a bouncing puck in front.
0: Again, that's another trade deadline acquisition for Bill Foley and company and Kelly McCrimmon. Here's a backhand opportunity from Eichel. He's going to get a primary assist as Barbashev's on the doorstep pokes away. Boy, has Ivan Barbashev been really good.
1: No question. Quite fantastic series. And, boy, Bobrovsky, I can't help but feel for the guy. Listen, I know the check's clear. These guys are millionaires. But Bobrovsky was so close to getting his trapper on a puck in the blue paint right there. But Barbashev with a good active stick after the backhand opportunity on the rebound, which was not much of a rebound. We're talking an inch of a rebound right there. That's all Barbashev needed. He finishes putting it past Bar- Bobrovsky on his right And, uh, boy, John, right there, oh, I'm sorry. I'm taking them all from you, my friend. The Panthers, (laughs) they steal one back. And you know what? I love this. It's Sam Reinhardt on a puck that was bouncing around between the circles. He winds up and fires a clapper that goes up and over the blocker of Hill. I'm sure Hill's frustrated right there. But Sam Bennett kept that play alive. And from the circle to Hill's left. Through one defender and a boy a beautiful top yes. corner shot right there by the assistant captain sam reinhardt's done it all for the panthers in this series
0: uh, and it's been in vain but you know what he
1: earned that goal right there and he doesn't have much to celebrate but that is a great moment for number 13 white i'm glad he got one
0: now that's a beautiful shot off a rolling puck and a hell of a stick torque isn't it to lift that thing no question, and I do apologize, John. I, I really don't
1: mean to be mo- monologuing over here. I steal back-to-back goals in your play-by-play, but I'm glad I got a couple more moments in before the season closes out. It's now seven to two, nine goals in this thing. Vegas still now uh, just ten minutes and forty-five seconds away from the
0: ultimate prize. And again, I know this probably goes without saying. I know what your answer is going to be. I'm sure, but you mind sticking around for an extra like fifteen minutes so we get some of these celebrations?
1: Oh, man, we're going to have some fun here. And uh, and uh, Alec and Sean, uh, you boys have been great. Thanks for hanging in with us. And, uh, yeah, this is not the game that John, either John or I expected because now, my friend, we're getting doubled up on your goal today. You said it was going to be 4-1? Yeah. No, well uh, we got two. <laughs> okay. That's uh, that's doubled up on the single goal, and now we're one away from doubling up on Vegas' goal total. So who knew? I guess we should have predicted it because all Vegas does is score on these Florida Panthers, uh, which is not great. If you're a fan of, uh, of Florida, but guess what? It's been an exciting series halfway through this third period. Glad to be along with you, my friend,
0: and the rest of the gentlemen here. We're going to have some fun and uh, close the season out in a great way. So we could talk about Eichel again now. That's three assists. He's got a three-point game. He doesn't even have to score a goal. No, absolutely not. And uh, and, and he just does the work.
1: And that was a result of a, a, a beautiful shot on goal right there. Yes. And his teammates continue to listen. Of any time in the season If you were to think, oh, you know what I can slow myself down I can. I cannot move to that open space I don't have to move my feet here Vegas hasn't changed anything They are going to close out this game The way they have behaved the entire season The entire series And that is giving the extra effort At all times and making their teammates More successful That is what each of them do individually And that's what makes this team click And ultimately, they're going to win it all because of it
0: yeah well, that's what I love a mark of a champion double pass Marceso gets robbed by Bobrovsky again I don't have the Harlem Globetrotters music in front of me but that's what it feels like throughout this game it's just been exceptional puck movement defense high caliber goal scoring the Vegas Golden Knights have done a little bit of everything I guess my only short surprises has been no fights but maybe it's all but over at this point as the puck goes into the players bench and I see that guy! Yes, yeah,
1: there he is. That, it's, that, it's that guy who, who is charged with uh, the maintenance and uh, supervision of the most impressive <laughs> trophy in sports. There he is with his uh, signature white hair, and he's got his white gloves on to match with a white cloth. It's our first shot officially of this game, which will be the clinching game of the Stanley Cup Final. We're watching that puppy being polished down uh, and uh, just minutes away, John. This is incredible. Uh, now we got the commercial break, but you know w- what a moment! What a moment for Vegas uh, and these fans who have been treated to such special play for over half a decade now are gonna get the uh, get the greatest feeling. If you're a hockey fan, they're gonna about to be uh, Stanley Cup champions.
0: Yeah, again, you get the feeling at the mountaintop, and then you know the next season everybody's gonna be going right at you and giving their best. So, if you want to be a, a champion and celebrate it, it's all well and good. I think if you're Vegas scoring in the next year, you take all the things that you did last year and you continue all of those same traditions, that excellence of work, the hard work and effort, everything that you put into this, you got to double that even for next year as hard as that is.
1: Yeah, no, you make a great point. And uh, that is the cyclical nature of, of the NHL yes. and sports in general, where, uh, you know, it's It's like the opposite of uh, the king is dead, long live the king. It's like, okay, we're going to crown the king right now, and uh, now everyone's coming to kill the king. They want the crown for themselves. So Vegas won't be able to rest on their laurels. But if uh, their play is any indication, I don't expect them to uh, in terms of
0: their roster construction, their management, uh, or their work in the offseason either. I mean, I know I said this, and we talked about it a little bit. I know Alex probably mentioned this as well. But didn't it seem like as soon as Bruce Cassidy was let go from Boston, he was picked up in about five minutes?
1: Oh yeah, and rightfully so. I mean, uh, it's it's still and it what an interesting situation Boston became as successful as they were in the regular season, and then Cassidy does this with the Golden Knights. I, I mean, it's just unprecedented what's what's gone on for both of those franchises.
0: Yeah, you talk about our organization, you got depth, you got coaching, everything else. We talked about the players. Offense, defense, goaltending, it's everything right now, and that's why Vegas has had such a dominating, dominating victory over a team of destiny for a lot of people on that side. Again, I'll be 0 for 2. Is this what goes off the post and in? I'll be 0 for 2 of my predictions, but it's Bennett again. Sam Bennett, former
1: flame, you know what? That puts just the slightest hint of a smile on my face. Um Selfishly, I would have loved to see uh, those X-Flames get their names on the cup, John. But not to be, obviously, but Bennett puts a nice slap shot along the ice right there. And it actually goes in off of the stick blade of Petrangelo. Verhege was down front, and I thought he got a piece of it. But uh, no, Verhege's just there to celebrate. Sam Bennett going to be credited with that goal. Should be unassisted with uh, about 8.20 to go here in the third. That makes it 7-3, John, the 10th goal of the night. Boy, I think we're going to see some more years. Both of these teams now. I think we can officially say it. They are uh, coasting just a little yeah. bit, not in terms of effort, but uh, I don't think that we're seeing
0: a complete lockdown play from either side right now. No, I mean that's tough on the other end for Aiden Hill. That goes bar down off the deflection from Petrangelo. No chance for him to stop that one. As it's William Carlson again. He wants to get his name on the. Cup and he's been one of the best original tenured Golden Knights alongside Marceau Smith. You can talk about the host of names. They've all contributed across this Stanley Cup playoffs and finals run. As it's just been complete consistency from this team. Here's a flipping pass. Got a seven thirty left to go from what seems like a formality, but I guess the only thing now is the goal total probably isn't. Barbashev from a severe angle now from the setup for Marceau. As this one goes in the players' bench and out of play?
1: Yeah, it's interesting to see the reactions here. You know, none of these players are uh, are necessarily celebrating yet. And I actually like that March who just took that sharp angle shot. You know, he kind of sighed a little bit. He, you know, he sort of shook his head. I think he wants a, another one. And that, that just shows the
2: drive that's deep down in each one of these guys that are fighting for the Stanley Cup.
0: Yeah, it's all business here for VGK. And that's what you like. I mean, that's been that way from it seems like the word go this season and again as we talked about the only reason why it's been a little bit uh... in between the shadows and the depth is because of all the other teams that have made storylines. but again for vegas they've kind of turned themselves in a situation from a cinderella to a little bit of a villain and then the way that you can operate that is just to do your business when the shadows take care of your business and then what can everyone else say now i mean you won the cup on that side there is nothing else to say Sam Bennett, here's a long chance, and this one's held by Hill as he closes the 5 hole He's looking for a hat-trick. That was a mix with Reinhardt. Yeah, and that's, you know, and on the other side, you're right. Of course, we're talking about the Knights primarily, given
1: what's going on here and the fact that uh, we're going to crown a new champion shortly. But I do like that Florida's still holding their head high, taking what's available to them. Uh, You know, that wasn't the most dangerous scoring opportunity, but Bennett knows how to put a shot right on, and Hill Uh, was called into action. Boy, this is an interesting scenario, John. We talked about when would Bobrovsky leave the net. Well, we thought he'd be replaced. Guess what? Florida going empty
0: net with just under seven to play. So six on five. So this is interesting because Vegas, they were in this situation with game two against the Winnipeg Jets. They pulled with seven minutes. Now on the ice, off the post from 170 feet. Motor tries to get this the other way. As this is picked up now by the Panthers, they'll get this across the Embracing Golden Knight logo. So not too often we see the seven-minute-left-to-go empty net pool. As this is picked up now, a little too far for Bennett. Shovel down the ice, this is a flipping puck, and this will be blown dead against the Golden Knights.
1: You know what's crazy? And John, how how dejecting would it have been, uh, which they almost did the Golden Knights shoot from, like you said, about 160, 170 feet out. That rings off the bar, excuse me, the post, and directly back out. That was Stone. That would have been a hat trick. But the craziest thing is, with 6.15 or so to go here in the third, four-goal deficit. Uh, Now, wait
2: a second. Do we have it? No, Stone misses again. I think it's going to be an icing. He almost (laughs) had that hat trick. So he's been off the post and then
1: missed by about eight inches right there. We get Marcheseau laughing at Stone from the bench right there. (laughs) Just smiling at his captain, who's desperate to get his third. And uh, Stone looks skyward. But, you know, the crazier things have happened. This, Although this would be one of the craziest in the history of the NHL. If Florida gets one here, uh, I guess that makes it even a bit interesting. Because then it would be a three-goal
2: cushion for
0: Vegas. Yeah, they'd have to get one now, at least for me, within the next minute. This is flipped again. I don't think this one's going to miss. It's in! Empty net goal, and I think this is going to go to the captain. See, It's Stone. He's one of the hats. And now they'll rain down, but that doesn't matter too much. The cup is going to be here in about 5.54. Wow,
1: I can't believe it, John. It's so great. Mark Stone with the captain C on his chest, uh, getting uh, mobbed at the player's bench. And it took him three tries. They kept the <laughs> screw a line change, says Bruce Cassidy. He's leaving his captain out there because he knows uh, he knows what's good. He knows he wants to get sixty-one, number three, as they talk at the bench right now. The ice crew team is out there picking up a, a whole host of hats off of the ice surface. But Stone goes bar to the right side, just wide to the left, and uh, kind of like Goldilocks, since they are wearing gold, John. <laughs> it was
2: the third one that was just perfect, and he puts it <laughs> just inside, and actually not that far off of the uh, the center point of that
1: uh, of that cage with a rolling puck from all the way at the other end. It is 8-3 Vegas. The uh, foregone conclusion is really foregone now as they score with the empty net. Uh, 11 goals tonight. Hat trick for the
0: captain. What more do you want if you're a Vegas Golden Knights fan? Wonderful stuff. Yeah, I mean, look at it. This is the most uh, lack of pressure I think I've ever seen for a team as far as clinching in and the utter celebrations. It's not even just for right now. I think in all honesty, maybe the players won't tell you this, but they've been waiting for this since, since 2018, and now that pressure can absolutely release.
1: And you're right. You're 100% correct. Uh, yeah, this is going to go down. I mean, John, we've, we've called a lot of games together now, and uh, we've seen some really wild regular season stuff. We've seen some hits that we thought couldn't be topped that may have been uh, in this series. Uh, we've seen uh, unreal goals but never have we caught look this is this is like our signature thing my friend never have either of us seen something this special in the sense that like we talked about this entire 20 minute period has basically been a victory lap now not that the team has played that way but the mentality has been hey we know we're gonna win the Stanley Cup uh, and they get to enjoy this in a way that uh, most teams will never get to experience a lot of teams are gonna win the Stanley Cup John but not all, of my, but very few, I would say, would win in this fashion.
0: Yeah, I mean, this has given me vibes of, you know, some original six dominance. I don't want to say sacrilege of the 2002 Detroit Red Wings, because I know about all those Hall of Famers. But I've seen Patrick Waugh give up six or seven goals in a game. It's really no different right now for Sergei Bobrovsky. If there's anyone that I feel bad for right now right now on the ice, it's it's definitely him.
1: Yeah, but you know what? I
0: think that uh, I, I think that when—not if, but when—he is interviewed
1: and when he gives comments and, and when he, he is spoken about by his teammates, it's going to be only with the utmost respect uh, sure. and, and with reverence. I mean, not you know—not that you'd expect anything less. He's certainly done nothing to uh, to garner anything but positive comments. It's yes, of course, someone has to lose, and there has to be a goaltender in net who is beaten. By the, the the team that will lift the cup and uh, it just stings a little bit that he was beaten so so many times because the players in front of him just couldn't push back uh, I know I mentioned that earlier in some comments uh, in this broadcast but Florida didn't have the bite that they needed to have uh, to really get into this series yes they won that one but even then I was
0: tenuous and Vegas has had control throughout and Bobrovsky has uh, had to deal with it uh, as the netminder. Is it something as simple as they've been able to push around other teams like Boston, Toronto? Carolina kind of outplayed them, but still got swept. But is it just simply, Cooper, that they just couldn't push around the Vegas Golden Knights? Yeah, and listen, I know that's a broad statement. What does it mean? To, what, what does
1: pushback mean? I just think it's. It being able to implement your style of play, um, and look, and look, they were not the cardiac cats. You and I had a great conversation about this. You even referenced it tonight, John. This is not the cardiac cats. You know, this is not. Uh, makes me think about uh, some of the times when the Flames barely snuck into the playoffs. They called them the find-a-way Flames, right? Desperation goals to tie it late, winning it in overtime, or okay, we're winning a bunch of shootouts. Yes, Florida relied on Matthew Kachuk and their overtime victories. So they had a lot of close games. They were down 3-1 to Boston. They found a way. All right? So all those things being considered, just in this series alone, they didn't get to impose their will against Vegas. Vegas just disallowed it. They said, this is who we are. We are stronger than you as a unit, as lines, as a solid group, as a coaching staff, uh, and as individual players. And we saw it tonight. We saw it bear out tonight, John. Those behind-the-back passes, those no-look passes, the trust that that takes. Not saying the Panthers don't trust one another, but guess what? Vegas just happens to be on another level, and that level is what's resulting in them crowning themselves as Stanley Cup champions. It's been so fun to watch. uh, This level of skill, I don't want to say unprecedented, but Vegas didn't get a lot of credit. As the champions of the Pacific and coming out of the West, right, Florida, a lot of attention, a lot of attention as as a Cinderella team,
0: and uh, you know all the
1: uh, all the metaphors about pumpkins and carriages and midnight and the time running out. Well, time's running out on them right now, and they deserve respect. But uh, it's all Vegas.
0: Five minutes left to go in the third period. Again, I hope you're sitting down for this when I read this. Eight three, Vegas over Florida. Florida is leading on the shot board, 32-29, but that's shown throughout this series that it does not matter. On this end, it's all about the counter attacks. And man, oh man, I mean, you can go from the start of this game when it was a power play opportunity, Aiden Hill with a humongous save. Mark Stone walks right in and shoots, and then a defensive goal right after that took the wind out of the sails when it was already two nothing Vegas in that first period. And then ever since then, Cooper and I were kind of just thinking that this game was going to be a formality. And then when it went to three, we knew there was going to be no chance. But Vegas at T-Mobile right now, six, five, and eight goals at home against the Panthers. And, yeah, and that's, I mean, so we're now we're talking that is 19 goals.
1: <clears throat> I, I mean, this, you don't even want to let that many in if it's a seven-game series. For every game, you know, if you're doing the math there, that's still almost, if you if you were to divide just the home goals up uh, that Vegas has scored, over a seven game, that's that's still almost three goals a game. Yeah, and They have just been an offensive juggernaut, John, and uh, Florida's not had an answer for it.
0: And again, I know I you probably won't hear this name too much because they've been long eliminated, but when I think about those outlandish totals, I think about the Edmonton Oilers, and essentially, Vegas has beaten them at that game. They have. They have. Uh, and it's it's measurable.
1: It's in the numbers. It's in the data. Um, and and all that matters now, though, is that uh, their efforts, which have included included a ton of goal scoring, have resulted in more than enough <laughs> to put away their opponent in the Stanley Cup Final, John. And now it's 340 away as Florida sends a stretch pass out to flex Torrid Hill. He's going to paddle this one forward. Uh, Babrowski is back in net. I think Maurice just wants to stop the bleeding which has uh, been easier said than done whether or not he has a goalie in the crease.
0: So as this puck gets iced I do have a critical question here for you. How many goals quantifies as a bushel because that's the word I'm thinking of right now. You know I should probably look that you know what why not have some fun. I'm literally going to look that up. I'm going to see if there's a number of some associated with the definition of bushel <laughs> because that's where we are in this night and this broadcast um okay let's go
1: bushel john we're going to define bushel first <laughs> okay well it does have numbers tied to it it's a unit of dry measure containing four pecks, equivalent in the u.s. to 2150.42 cubic inches uh that sounds to me like exactly the amount of goals scored by Vegas, so they have officially scored a bushel, my friend.
0: That's a perfect segue by you. That's why we work so well together, As this is put around the inboards, because I couldn't help but think of any other term to use right now, as it's 2.45 left <laughs> we'll to go on the third. See what Cooper Hopkins has to deal with when he works with me. My goodness, this puck gets iced.
1: Oh, yeah, John, it's a real rough life.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, this is, listen, I know we're closing in on this thing as we get a shot of March or so taking a deep breath, uh, still working hard are these Golden Knights, uh, as would be expected at this point. Uh, and less than three to go, you know, and you and I, uh, along with Alec and Sean, again, gentlemen, thank you so much. Glad you've been along for this ride. And We'll have some closing thoughts here as we get toward the, uh, a big celebration now that all these fans are anticipating. Shot past Eden Hill to his right, uh, but Florida. I find it interesting, John. We can talk a little bit about this. I don't want to get too much into the, uh, the, uh, the guessing for next season. Obviously, the season still has a couple minutes left in it, so let's not rush ourselves. But curious to see what's going to happen with this franchise next year. Can they repeat what they've done here, or will they have more success potentially in the regular season? Um, you know, they were this, that bubble playoff team, is this going to help uh, buoy them moving forward or was this uh, lightning in a bottle? This, uh, that's to be determined, but for now, two minutes to go in this third period and Vegas is uh, right on the doorstep, John, of uh, winning the Stanley Cup for the very
0: first time. I do want to answer your question and we will get into that as far as the post game, but I guess as a go to offsides, I can throw this out there now. The only thing for me, I understand Ekblad, Forsling, Montour, some supremely talented defensive top-end players, but for whatever reason, and it's not just against Vegas, but I think there was a little bit too many defensive miscommunications, therefore the Panthers in this series, and I would expect that to be cleaned up a little bit if they want to get to where they want to get to. I understand they were still three cups away from lifting a cup, but there was just too many times that once the uh, wheels fell off, I mean, they really fell off. It's true. It's true. Yeah, you, it's one thing for the wheels to fall off. It's also uh, another for the wheels to fall off while the windows blow out, and the
1: steering <laughs> wheel comes off of its, off of, off its pin, and uh, you know the radio catches fire, and the uh, you know and uh, the seatbelts detach. <laughs> That's basically what we're looking at at this point.
0: Yeah. So I mean, with the, some of those defensive crew, I'm just imagine it's got to be cleaned up a little bit. I understand Rocco Gudas' plane injured. He had some stuff with the with Kachuk at the end. I would say maybe a little bit of adjustment there on the power play, not trying to build up too many things in the middle of the slot here and there. But I don't think if you're Florida, you want to go into this and make massive adjustments to your team. But I do think there will be some things to clean up. You've got about 90 seconds left to go, though, and Vegas will be hoisting a Stanley Cup. Again, it's just their sixth season. I'll repeat this quote again for the third time on the broadcast. But owner William Foley, Bill Foley, said this, we wanna make the Stanley Cup in our third year. They did it in their first and we wanna make a they wanna win the Stanley Cup in their sixth year. Well they're in year six and they're a minute thirteen away from lifting this thing. I mean that is as good of a prognostication as you can ever make when you nail it right on the head. Yeah, I mean they're, they're uh, showing it a, right now. <laughs> yes
1: they are. Yeah, that's I mean what what a what a call. November twenty second, twenty sixteen. He calls his shot. I mean, that's like Babe Ruth level proportions on calling your shot right there.
0: Nick Wah, make it nine. Unreal. <laughs> I'm just smiling. I'm
1: shaking my head over here at this point. Everyone's getting in on the fun. The smiles are uh, are wide and bright. Uh, as long as you're wearing gold, they certainly are not. Uh, if you're in white or if you're a Panthers fan, but. The 12th goal of the night with 102 to play. Nick Waugh, uh, a rebound in front. Uh, Bobrovsky's up at the top of the crease, leaves just enough opening. And uh, boy, Montour, we get a quick shot of him on the bench. He is shell shocked, hand covering his mouth, uh, helmet tipped up uh, above his brow. Just stunning stuff as Waugh does a great job to uh, get the puck back on net, John. It's bouncing, bouncing, and then he finishes his own rebound over a down-and-out Paprovsky inside a minute to go, my friend. It's like New Year's Eve. I had a feeling. I was trying to define it. I couldn't figure out what was stirring within me. I was like, what is this feeling? It's a feeling of a countdown to something that you know is going to happen. It's like New Year's Eve, 40 seconds away now, Stanley Cup about to be awarded to Vegas.
0: Good call by you, my friend, on that side. Now, like I know your game story is going to be longer than mine, Mine's going to be pretty simple on this end because this game's been over for a long time. Play and keep away. It's not like the Nazem Kadri steal of last year, but everybody gets a chance to celebrate now as we're within 10 seconds. They're already celebrating at the bench. Jack Eichel's going to get his first cup. The gloves and everything else are already coming off and the time's not even done yet. The Vegas School of the Knights win the Stanley Cup! They were here in 2018, and they finish it off in 2023. Six years, as Bill Foley said. Incredible, incredible stuff, John. So
1: glad to be along on this ride for you, with you and with Alec and Sean. The streamers coming down from the roof at the Fortress. Uh, the ceiling, I should say. I'm flustered because this is an incredibly special moment. Uh, all of the Vegas Golden Knights gathered in the trapezoid behind their net with Aiden Hill, the coaching staff, the training staff, hugging at the players' bench, fans on their feet, phones out, <clears throat> zeros on the clock, 9-3, your
2: final. Vegas triples up Florida Wow! on the goal score sheet in the clinching game of the Stanley Cup. Mark Stone hugging
1: Marcheseau. Uh Yes, indeed, John, at this point it is about who will get that that cup after Stone lifts it, and who will get the Smythe uh, Phil Kessel out there, unreal Phil Kessel, uh, with what hair he has left, <laughs> celebrating with his teammates. But uh, you don't need hair when you have your name on the Stanley Cup, John. Unbelievable stuff. This has been an incredible final game of this series, one unlike... I could have expected, or anyone could have expected, John, but Vegas dominant throughout,
0: and they are now the champions of the National Hockey League. Cooper, I mean, this is... I thought I was at a loss for words last year, and I was able to give you some thoughts. I think this year now, when I look at this and I see that score line, I just don't know what else to say. I mean, this has been a dismantling of the Florida Panthers, and again, we... Make no mistake about what they are. As we get one of the best traditions in all the sports in the handshake line, but the Florida Panthers were taking down some of the best teams that the entire NHL had to offer, let alone in the Eastern Conference. And Flor in uh, Vegas gets a nine spot. My goodness. Yeah, listen. You're claiming that you uh, that you're speechless, but you're certainly not. You picked a great hmm. word. It isn't dismantling.
1: Uh, and, and it, was, it was methodical it was systematic, it was consistent it was unrelenting I mean how many adjectives do we need to pull out here I literally just used the dictionary about <laughs> 5 or 10 minutes ago uh, I will refrain from doing so again but uh, you know, impressive doesn't be, begin to describe it John and I don't care I don't care that Florida was an 8 seed I don't care what wild
0: card position they were Thank in you. you know what this is a team that earned it's way it
1: earned it's right It got to the Stanley Cup final. The the challenges that it faced, the teams that were in front of the Florida Panthers could not stop them, including Boston, including Toronto, including Carolina. Excellent, excellent hockey teams, teams that are well-established, teams that are still on the rise, I think, about the Maple Leafs. But you know what? The Vegas Golden Knights met the challenge from the Eastern Conference, and not only did they beat it, John, they absolutely, as you said, dismantled it as Jack Eichel on his Stanley Cup champions hat. We're starting to get individual shots of these players uh, on the TNT feed. The uh, season is officially over. The handshake line continues. Goaltenders embracing coaches. uh, Former teammates, Sean, we think about the uh, Florida Panthers that used to be Golden Knights and vice versa. Bobrovsky and Hill come together at center ice. Uh, The Cup is moments away from being handed out by Commissioner Gary Bettman. Um, Regardless of the way this game went, John, it was 9-3, as you pointed out. Still exciting, still emotional. It's neither of our favorite teams, just as
0: hockey fans. But uh, there's nothing better than this moment in all of sports. No, there isn't. I'm glad that we could do this one more time. Cooper, again, it's it's hard to believe. This is our second Stanley Cup final call. Time went by so quickly. I remember just going through all the doorstep of the... Uh, Huberto trade and all of that. Now we're at the end of the season one more time.
1: It's tough to believe. It's tough to believe as we see the uh, head coaches of these squads come together with great respect for one another uh, and, and acknowledgement of the crowd. Aiden Hill celebrating with the Stanley Cup presentation coming up in moments. Uh, and, and just the joy on the faces of these players. Uh, a lifetime of work. I mean, these are the narratives. You know, we hear these things. We know the yearly cycle uh, in pro sports, uh, in hockey in particular, with such a a dramatic tournament that leads to this singular moment. Um, But it never ceases to amaze me. It doesn't ever dull, John. It never gets. It
2: never becomes boring. It never becomes less emotional. It never loses that that emotionally cutting edge that
1: uh, we're experiencing right now. And, heck, we're just a couple of guys with some pals. We're broadcasting this game. We cover the game that we care about, uh, you know, for free. Maybe one day that will change, but it is for the love of it. And that's what's great to see on the faces of the players because it's for the love of it for them as well. Uh, Just wonderful,
2: wonderful stuff.
0: And, again, they're giving us the countdown on TNT, about 30 seconds for the presentation. I can't help but think in the back of my mind, I think I know who the con Smythe is going to be. But is this a little bit even extra sweeter here, a little more Splenda, for the original ten-year Golden Misfits?
1: Oh, you have to think so. And you know they'll be asked that. I'm fascinated to, uh, to, to, to get those answers, um, you know, when the, when the press gets their hands on these uh, champions. And the questions are asked and the re- inju- injuries are revealed and all the, all the unseen, unheard hurdles um, are described. But you know what's going to be so fun is, to your point, to hear about the unique perspective of, uh, of those misfits that have been here for the whole ride. Because what a payoff. Uh, it's been so exceptional. the way
0: Vegas has handled themselves this season, but it's not just a snapshot, John. It's the whole ride for those guys, Uh, and you know it's a little different for them, for sure. Mark Stone, man, he got about as electrifying as you can get. to get an empty net goal, a short handed goal, figure out his hat trick. I mean, he had as many goals as the Florida Panthers did tonight by themselves. It was a 9-3 victory in Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Finals. Again, it's hard to believe it's been the second year we've been able to do this. for Cooper, as I've said, I kind of wonder, two after the end of it, When does Jack Eichel get a chance to hoist the cup? Because you you think about some of the long-time tenured first-timers, again, they'll probably get the opportunity after Stone. But for Jack Eichel, again, I can't help but say it. He didn't get a goal in this series, but multitude of points. I mean, he played the complete best effort I've ever seen him play as a hockey player. And oh, by the way, as we said, only 26.
1: Yes, indeed. You know what? He is 100% in the right place. And what I find interesting is we get a little shot there in the foreground of a a man in pads wearing number 32, John. Yeah. Uh, It's going to be the third time that Jonathan Quick has his name on the Stanley Cup. And uh, interesting, two with the Los Angeles Kings and then one here with the Vegas Golden Knights. What a career. Who knows how much longer it'll last for Jonathan Quick, but... uh, you know he was relied upon. There were moments when he was called on yes, to make big stops, and he certainly did so. He's he's no small part of uh, of how this Vegas team got to where they are right now.
0: Jonathan Quick and Alec Martinez, former teammates, that'll be three time Stanley Cup champions.
1: That's right. The, those boys reunited in uh, in Vegas, and and my goodness, it's it's all smiles, all celebrations down on the ice. I mean. What a moment. What a moment it must be to, to be there celebrating with these men that you've battled with uh, and, and against all odds. You know, against, uh, you know, John, interestingly,
2: it was almost lack of attention. Sort of Vegas, oh, Vegas doing what they always do. Yeah, yes. kind of in the conversation there. Hey, they're pretty good again. Uh, you know, yawn, uh, ho hum. And all of a
1: sudden they win their division after getting pressured by both Edmonton and the Kings that we were just talking about. They take that banner, and then they go on a huge run. They win four series, John. And What does that mean? Uh, Well, they get the banner they were really hoping for, the Stanley Cup champions banner.
0: So we didn't get to see this last year with Gary Bettman on the ice, and I asked you curiously where he was at. We were wondering if it was like a COVID situation or if he wasn't there on the ice because of other uh, things. But, I mean, come on, it's the Stanley Cup, so I'm expecting to see Gary on the ice. Well, that's a good point, John. I actually
1: forgot that little factoid. But, uh, yeah, it's, I, I think we're all waiting for him, including the, the yeah. coaching staff and players of Vegas. I mean, they're having great conversations out here and, and soaking in the moment. But I think they want to get to uh, what we're all waiting for. But, first and foremost, a little answer to your question, with Mike in hand, here's Gary Bettman with his friend uh, with the <clears> white hair and gloves, who apparently takes care of all the trophies for the NHL. <laughs> We've got the Conn Smythe trophy about to be handed out.
0: I'm going to go ahead. This is no limb. I think it's Jonathan so.
1: I think you're right. I'm not going to stray away from that, but I wouldn't be t- completely shocked if we see a Mark Stone or an Aiden Hill. Now, Aiden Hill, uh, you know, I know you were looking at some stats, okay? The goals against average. alright, it oh was, it was one goal until it was three goals tonight, um, but... I think Marchiso is definitely the front-runner, but those are my two backups, so uh, I wouldn't be stunned if uh, one of those two names is
0: called other than Marchiso. Yeah, and absolutely, because to your point, you could also even say William Carlson. I mean, you could throw out a ton of Golden Knights, Chandlers. You couldn't be wrong in throwing any of the names. But here's a chance now for Gary Bettman. We do get to see him this year, and now we will figure out shortly who the con Smythe winner is going to be. And I'm sure I would think if I'm a Vegas fan, I'll throw that out there. You need to give an extra $5 bill to Mr. Bettman.
1: Yeah, no, no question about it. <laughs> I mean, the
0: Vegas Golden Knights
1: um, really opened up the, uh, the the floodgates, John, in terms of professional sports in that city as well. Um, you know, we can, we can talk about what uh, is changing there in terms of uh, potential Oakland A's move, which is, you know, up and down and here and there, and a, a longer conversation for another day but uh the biggest golden knights are the four bears they 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 have led the way and uh they are now the ultimate champions in hockey and there is the awarding of the con smythe my friend you called it number 81 on his back two hands in the air celebrating a con smythe trophy win it is jonathan marchiso
0: Jonathan Marceau, original tenured, Golden Misfit, No, oh, by the way, former Florida Panther.
1: Oh, my goodness, the storylines, my friend, the storylines. Marceau, once a Panther, now a Golden Knight. He wins with his current team. Not only will he get his name on the cup, he gets his name on the Smythe Trophy as the playoff MVP.
0: I will say this. Again, people can talk about it, and we've made our points about it. Again, nothing sour on this end. As far as Vegas, but I will tell you as we're starting to see the Stanley Cup, it's the most beautiful trophy in all the sports. I will be excited when Stone gets to hold it, but when I do get to see Jack Eichel with it, I know what his emotions are going to be, but that is incredibly well deserved. I keep going back to it because, again, with the trade, everything else, everything else that could have happened, I've seen him give complete... 100% effort the whole entire way through. He kind of transformed the Golden Knights in all honesty.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point is the uh, Stanley Cup makes its way to the pedestal uh, that is labeled Stanley Cup champions. Uh, The uh, the trophy handlers step aside, Gary Bettman, uh, slightly diminutive. He
0: is actually obscured by the sight of the Stanley Cup. (laughs) (laughs) That camera angle was big enough to
1: block him from the frame. And uh, Now he steps to the side and uh, begins his announcement of the Vegas Golden Knights officially being crowned the champions of the National Hockey League.
0: And we could talk about this, and Gary Bettman even told us that. he's like, this is exactly what you wanted when we were bringing in the expansion franchises in between Vegas and Seattle. But even if you have all the picks, you have the draft, everything else in front of you, to see this dream realized so quickly, it's as Cooper said, I know Alex pointed this out as well, this really changes the the whole intensity and thoughts about what an expansion franchise can be. You're setting a gold standard and just to have a dream be realized that quickly is incredible and even Gary Bettman, for as much as you want to get all the plans, you still have to have the team there to go out there and do it. And I'm kind of stunned, honestly, that we're already at this point in 2023. Mark Stone's going to come over and lift the cup. He's going to shake the hand first of Gary Bettman. Again, you know he's dealt with a lot of those injuries as the fireworks go off and Mark Stone with the commissioner has the cup in hand. He's going to get set here in mere moments to give it to his teammates but not before he celebrates first and what a childlike moment as it is We saw that with Nathan McKinnon and Gabriel Landeskog last year and Mark Stone feeling plenty of the same way. This is a beautiful thing, John.
1: It's just what we were talking about a minute or two ago. Boy, it never loses. It's just like the cup itself. It never loses its luster. The joy on Mark Stone's face. And you know what? I do think because of my... My uh, allegiance to the Calgary Flames, I think about his brother, Michael Stone, a defenseman with the Calgary Flames. What a moment that will be for those two to share. And he hands that Stanley Cup. Very classy. To, yes, yes, to Smith uh, with the A on his chest as he raises it above his head and skates, showing it to the fans at the Fortress. An absolutely classy move, as you put it, my friend. This is incredible to watch the sequence of players getting the Stanley Cup.
0: It certainly feels like we're going to get all the original tenured members first. That's exactly the way I would have wanted to draw it up, Cooper.
1: Yes, indeed. So from Stone to Smith to Marcheseau, who was uh, just moments ago named the winner of the Con Smythe. And uh, next up, my friend, it looks like that is William Carlson lifting the Stanley Cup.
0: Pretty good when you have another member getting ten goals or more in the postseason here for William Carlson. These boys have waited a long time since 2018. You can talk about everything else in front of it, but my goodness, when you've worked that hard, you've waited there for six years, you know the team's been built around you. That's exactly what you want is Brayden McNabb's got it now.
1: The joy on each of these players' faces. You know what, John, at, at the same time, simultaneously, it is a, it is a... A shared joy, but it's also so unique. I think about the stories of each one of these players and where mm-hmm. they came from and the teams they were on, the opponents they've faced, the teammates they've had, the coaches who have guided them. You all come together, and this is what every individual hopes for, the chance to reach the true pinnacle of the sport you've dedicated your entire life to, sacrifice for hours, sacrifice you know, the the, the family members giving more than you'd ever imagine to make this possible for these people and the joy that is what makes it all worth it and they get to share with their teammates and their loved ones, uh, the fact that, listen, I'm just watching this on a screen and I feel emotional about it as Petrangelo skates past all the photographers, he takes his small lap and hands it off, John, it's, it's so, so special, I know we're repeating ourselves but it doesn't make it any less
0: true Well, we know Petrangelo Martinez has been here before as far as the Supremo back in blue line. But it definitely doesn't make it any less sweeter when you get even a second or third time opportunity to lift the cup. And then on that side, I can't believe it again, but Jonathan Quick gets a chance to lift it. Boy, he felt a little slighted in L.A. That's got to rub a little salt in the wound to see him win it for Vegas again. That's
1: right. He says, hey, thanks for the run, L.A. (laughs) Not only are we going to keep you from winning the Pacific Division, oh, by the way, we're going to go ahead and take the whole thing. And I love that he got that cup, which he has held twice before, handed to him by his former and current teammate, Alec Martinez. What a moment between those two.
0: And here's the opportunity that I've been waiting for. Jack Eichel! A first time opportunity goes from Buffalo to Vegas, you know you had all the controversy around there with the injuries and all that, can he be a complete player? This is going to shut everybody up right now.
1: Oh it certainly is, but you know what, he is not shutting up as he takes his lap There is joy. You know, I keep talking about the joy, John. It looked like, as Eichel shouted Mm -hmm. to the rafters, shouted to these fans that adore him so, uh, it seemed like there was a release in those cries. It's cries of joy, to be certain. But uh, you know what? He was not in the right situation in New York. He goes across the country to the southwest in Las Vegas, and he becomes a Stanley Cup champion. Uh, Boy, that's got to feel so validating to number
0: nine in goals. And Barba gives way to Aiden Hill, lifts a cup, and pretty soon I would imagine a few weeks is going to see a lot more dollars in his bank account.
1: Yeah, he's seeing his own reflection in the stadium <laughs> right now, which is a pretty damn good way to uh, to end a season. But you know what? When to kick off the next season, yep, either from Vegas or another uh, team that's going to come calling. Uh, he's going to be seeing himself uh, at the bank teller
0: as he deposits (laughs) millions and millions of dollars. And one more heel, I just want to get this one in. Phil Kessel, he's certainly done this multiple times with the Pittsburgh Penguins, and he was a big part of it as well as he gets another opportunity.
1: I love it. There's something funny about Phil Kessel. (laughs) He tosses that Stanley Cup up above his head for about two seconds and then just kind of loops back. He did, you know, now he's not bored by it, but he's done it before. He loops back and hands it off to Kolasar. Kolasar, the big defenseman for the Golden Knights, uh, he takes his lap and uh, hands the, the cup off as Mark Stone is interviewed on the uh, TNT side. Each of these Golden Knights rightfully getting their chance to hoist uh, to the cup in front of a crowd that loves them so, so much. And uh, Zach Whitecloud, nemesis of the Calgary Flames, yeah. <laughs> currently has the Stanley
0: Cup. So, I want to close all this stuff out with this, as we've got a lot of the Stanley Cup celebrations in. Again, thank you, gentlemen, for uh, following along throughout this entire broadcast. Again, Cooper, as I've said, I, I can't believe it's been uh, two full seasons now. As we get a chance to get all this stuff done, I know it's going to be the end of our hockey broadcast, but I know in the not-too-distant future, when we get into the free agency frenzy, I had so much fun with you last year, getting all those notes and sending that stuff together with you. Once all that stuff gets set to done, I I will uh, probably contact you here again after another month ago or so, and we can give that a go again if you want. Oh, you know, you can't keep us off the mic for too long, John. I mean, uh, off-season, I'm
1: putting that in air quotes, because uh, (laughs) I know that you're always still at work, and... uh, and I certainly love to join you whenever possible. I'm so glad, you know, after a little inconsistency on my side that we had the fortune of, of working effectively the entire Stanley Cup Final. Um, and, and Alec, uh, another tip, my only tip of the cap so far has been uh, to the, the the coaches of these teams, but I'm giving one to you, sir, uh, for, for picking up the coverage. I know that you um, do a lot of great work yourself, and, and I, I agree. Thank you for your message. I, I know that we both want to work together in the future, and and, uh, you know, maybe we can do a, a broadcast where we're all on, sharing some thoughts in a roundtable. Um, Sean, heck, jump in there as well. And, uh, and, and John, no question about it, my friend. Uh, if, if you come calling, it's hard for me to
0: say no. So you you name the, t- the date and the time, and we'll make it happen. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun. I know after, you know, last year there was a, a big uh, documentary with the Avalanche and the Red Wings, nothing like that. So I really don't have any other... Future plans too much other than the state of the union for Detroit sports. It'll come slowly after uh, July. After all the fireworks, I would imagine, on the 4th. There's been a lot of fireworks now. But we're going to be capping off the NHL season, the 2022-2023 season. is all but over now as the Golden Knights finally realize a dream since 2018. And you know what? If I have to go ahead and say it, with the exception of maybe next year, I'll throw that out there because again if you get a Stanley Cup I think your windows probably for fans maybe four or five years where they don't get on you until you say hey it's been five years you gotta win one again but I will say this if we have to pick one now here's a trivia question Well, we'll throw next year aside because again the Golden Knights are still in that window but if you gotta pick one what expansion franchise will get the next one Vegas or Seattle
1: Oh, wow. That is, uh, that is quite a question. I did not expect you to go that way. I thought you were going to go with the broad version of that question. Is uh, Now the coaching staff finally gets their turn to hoist the cup. John, uh, <laughs> I love it. Cassidy just lets out. Yes. gets the cup in his hands and lets out a, a yeah,
2: <laughs>
1: just goes right to it. Why not? You've earned the right, my friend. Uh, great champion is the uh, ownership, uh, puts their hands together man, what a season for the Knights. And I'm just stalling right now trying to think of my answer to your question. So I'm going to say as much as as I want to be a homer and lean into Seattle, and they've shown the possibility that they could very well be in this position to lift the Stanley Cup, I think the Knights find a way to keep enough of the band together, John, that they actually – I'm not sure they're going to repeat, but keep your eye on their window – which uh, is going to last here for the next, you know, probably three seasons maximum. Sure. And I don't, have, uh, I don't have all of the cap in, and uh, contract information in front of me, but I do think that there
0: is monetarily
1: and just functionally, managerially, a way for this team to keep their window open long enough to get one more, um, a la the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, you know, Tampa Bay, of course, we look back just a season ago, uh, three Stanley Cup Finals in a row, winning two out of those three. Of course, uh, those first two back to back. So we could have a similar situation out west in the Pacific Division. Uh, you know, much to the chagrin of uh, the Flames, the Canucks, the Sharks, the Knights. Or excuse me, the Kings.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, you name it. The entire Pacific Division is uh, is grinning through their or excuse me gritting their teeth right now. So
1: hopefully Seattle will make a push. Uh, but, John, I think uh, Vegas has
0: earned the right to be considered uh, the more likely of the two to get another one. Again, that was kind of the similar situation of when I asked you a question like that. He said Colorado might not have went back-to-back, but their window is opening. And as you're talking about some of the stuff in the West, Vegas would be the same. But let me throw this out there then. So Vegas, again, they had the six-year plan for Bill Foley. Do you think it's a six-year plan for Seattle?
1: actually go back on my own word here. I actually mm-hmm. think it's less than a six-year plan for Seattle. I think, uh, d- you know, depending on, listen, uh, 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 there's a Vancouver team that's starting to get a little bit better. Sure. The Kings had a great year. Um, I think you still have to look out for the Kings in the Pacific. The Flames are a wild card. They could literally be a wild card. They probably should have been a wild card. Um, but they were. Um, you know, I'm not sure how much we're going to see from the Ducks or the Sharks just yet. But I like... The Knights to continue a short run here over the next couple of seasons. But I also like the Kraken, uh, barring major changes, uh, you know, and making sure that Dave Haxall and his system are still highly effective uh, in the Emerald City. I do think that it's shorter than a six-year window. I'm going to call it, uh, what do we got, 2023? Let's call it a four-year window, John. I think that if they continue their trajectory, they could have one within the next four years.
0: That's kind of a situation where I don't disagree with you. I'm just hoping, as we get in the next year's portion of it, I know in my own side of it, the Atlantic, and again, as we talk about between Ottawa and Buffalo, they're getting a lot better. I was kind of hoping that window for the Detroit Red Wings. So I, I'm hoping, honestly, even for next year, it might not happen, but I want to call a Red Wings playoff game with you. I've been starving for that since we've started to do some of these games on the Colored Cast and Twitter Spaces. I've realized I've not been able to call a playoff game of my own team. So if it's 2027, 2028, and it's Detroit, Seattle, or whatever it is, let's make it happen. Hopefully next year, I want to call a Red Wings game.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't, uh, I don't doubt it. I know that you're uh, very hungry for some playoff action from uh, the Red Wings and Hockey Town. And you know what? If our if our predictions are right and uh, and we get a little bit of luck, John. Maybe within that four-year window, we're looking at a Stanley Cup final where uh,
2: we become rivals, my friend. We're yes. about the Kraken or potentially <laughs> the Flames versus the uh, the Red Wings. But what do we do then? Are we going to split broadcasts? You you side without, like, I take Sean and we just
1: do rival broadcasts or, you know, we do broadcasts where we uh, get so frustrated we just give each other the silent treatment. Yeah. <laughs> Have 10-minute long stretches where we don't say a word. Uh, I doubt it, but uh, no, of course it would be the exact opposite. We would be thrilled for one another. Yes. uh, And that would be the the dream come true, no doubt. Um, But either way, whether it's Tampa Bay, Colorado, Florida, Vegas, fill in the blank with any team from either conference, um, you know that we're going to be on the call and we're going to be having some fun. Uh, And this certainly was. It was a a, a great ride, and Vegas – more than earned this Stanley Cup, and I'm glad that you and I had uh, some chances to to be on the call, my friend.
0: So I'll just close it out officially with this, man. I know know it goes without saying, but I'll throw it out there again like I did last year. When we started doing these broadcasts again, man, I appreciate just not having to be alone in all of this, as we've talked about before, but, you know, fastly considered you've been one of my best friends since I've been working through all this, and I... Humbly appreciate all the support. I know you don't want me to use the word bother so I won't but I know I try to pester you to try to get as many of these games in as possible. I know life gets in the way of some of those things at times and there's a lot of stuff on both of our plates probably more so you than me but I always appreciate you taking the time to do all of these and I cannot wait till we're back on the mics again my friend because when you think about the broadcasting duo unofficially I think it's one of the best ones that we got here on the internet. That's what they would say if you throw a S S on that side. But uh, I love working with you, my friend. And alongside, I know all of us will get more work in. But uh, I couldn't ask for a better broadcast partner. We get a chance to do this one more time. It was a dream come true last year to cover the Stanley Cup Finals with you. This was just as fun. It was a little less dramatic. But we'll get a chance to do it again next year soon enough.
1: Yes, indeed, and you know what? Uh, you know better than most how long-winded I can be at times. And uh, I've stepped on your play-by-play. I took a couple goal calls from you tonight, but you know what? You're you're a patient man. You're you're a true pro, John. And uh, every season, when it comes to a close, and uh, I know it's just two now, but uh, you know, hey, we've been working together for a good piece of time, and and I'm glad we, uh, like I just said, had the chance to to call this final um, and to really uh, to put some good work in throughout the regular season, and, and I think it shows. I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that uh, we've uh, connected over these years and, and uh, grown our, uh, our work together and a friendship, absolutely, and and to have uh, guys along with us, you know, like I think of, gosh, my brother-in-law, his, his name's John, too, and my friend Ferdy, who pops in from time to time, and, you know, stalwarts like Alec and Sean. It mm-hmm. makes it all more exciting to know that, uh, you know, there's a group of us in here that just love, uh, love the sport, love to cover it, love to analyze it, love the emotion um, and to, to conclude my thoughts um, I'm just going to put a mirror up and, and, and send everything that you said right back to you it's an absolute joy uh, anytime we get the opportunity you know I'm jumping at it if possible and that will continue to be the case, thanks for a great hockey season my friend uh, and looking forward to much much more
0: all right, we will be back on the mic more shortly than you can imagine here. I'm sure it'll be only a few more weeks before we get back into a free agency frenzy. It'll be a little bit of a brief hiatus, but uh, we won't be gone for long. We've closed out this season. The Vegas Golden Knights win 9-3. to They claim the Stanley Cup, and we will talk to you guys very, very shortly.
2: Great season. See you soon.
0: See you guys.